story before we get started. Um, I just wanted to bring this up. Visiting with my dad, and you know, when I was a young kid, my father took me to this city, and we saw a marching band. He said, "Now, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, the damned?" He said, "Will you defeat them, your demons, and all the non-believers?" The plants that you have made. Because one day, I'll leave you. A phantom. To lead you in the summer. To join the back! With another episode of What Are We Even Doing? Unbelievable. Damn it. We're gonna go straight into the introductions here. I am Brayden, otherwise known as Damien. Otherwise known as... Um, the second person to arrive at this house tonight. <laughs> I couldn't think of a really good one. Fair enough. And I am Meg, otherwise known as Meg's Gay Office, also known as the last survivor of the 1912 Tulip Massacre. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and always, as always, uh, I'm that big dumb bird, Tom, a.k.a. Christian Rose. And today we are talking WrestleMania 19, hot off the presses on another episode of What Are We Even Doing Here? Now, Tom, we've had this on the fuckboard for ages, and we said we had to get Meg on the episode. Yes. I thought, after our last recording session with Vengeance 06, watch along, I was like, sod it. We have to do WrestleMania 19. It's mm-hmm. been on the fuckboard long enough. Yeah. So here we are. We got WowEd and Meg here. The, Me- the Megalodon. Hold on. It's the Megalodon. My Jason say them. I don't really. Know. That's like all. Yeah. You're trying. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so here we are. But yeah. first, please, for the love first, of God, before we get into any of the things we hear, we have to ring that opening bell. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was, was crisp. Good. And you just yeah. clipped your nails in the shower, so I'm kind of impressed. Yeah, well, it's the shower is the best place to do it. See, I clipped my nails today at your desk at my computer desk. Well, you're wrong. So. Anyway, Tom, I'm, I'm here's the thing. Out. I'll beat the shit out of you, so that's fine. Oh. Um, Tom, how you doing? You know what? I'm not doing too bad. It, uh, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. It was a long day at work. It's been a long week I feel like, at work. do you ever work short shifts? Uh, no, because God has forsaken me, and uh, God's name is Luz Legrado. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, not to completely no-sell it, but we've just lost the lighting <laughs> we, in our yeah. venue. We, we, Megan and I tried to no-sell it, is to not cut you off. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was kind of like, God frowned upon me, and the light was like, fuck yeah, it did. Yeah, our light just shut off. To be fair, though, full disclosure, parting the beads. Was that light also on, or was that off? That's been off. Okay, good. I was just making sure that they didn't both go on at the same no, time. That would have been crazy. No, so the problem is that that fan is jacked up electrically. Oh my word, it's wow, flickering it's flicker. now. So we're going to turn that off. Um, For a second, I thought we were being haunted by some go. sort of a spooky specter. Spooky, spooky scary skeletons. Mm-hmm. No, it's super jacked up in the lighting. Like, oh. you can't change the speed of the fan. We need to replace the fan or fix it. We just haven't done that yet. Only Fair the enough. finest here at Wawed Studios. Anyway, so I worked a 12-hour shift today at uh, Luz Legrado, mm-hmm. um, delivering pizzas to the unwashed masses. And uh, my God, the amount of people who are either idiots or claim to be sick 
or have bad cars or just are too irresponsible to show up, it's reached an all-time high, guys. Uh, and uh, I'm going to sit here and enjoy a few cans and talk about a, a, a fantastic quality wrestling product. This is one of the one of the more needed episodes. Mm-hmm. I feel we it's we, it's been a while since we've had an episode about a good like a universally liked show. Mm-hmm. So here we go, WrestleMania nineteen. It's great. But first, what other wrestling have y'all seen? Have you? I know you frequent the WCWs. I haven't in a while. Really? Um, I have been dropping in and out of AEW when it's on because usually I'm either at the gym or mm. we go out on Fridays. Mm. Um, I did watch something recently. What was it? Um, um, uh, uh, Penta and Penta and Rouge. Mm. Penta and Rouge. Mm-hmm. And all yeah. I remember from this is Penta gives Rouge this forearm in the corner and it looks so painful and then there's this spray of mist Mm, from yeah. getting hit so hard. Yeah. Amazing. And I remember it being decent, and I know there's more of it that I want to watch. And I also watched Kingston and... And... Takeshita. Takeshita. This yeah. German on the apron. <laughs> Eddie Kingston is not a small boy. Mm. Takeshita just up and down onto this apron. Just, at, like, you, you, you picking up a pillow, Brayden, just That's done. That's what's up. And then an exploder on the outside, because we take floor bumps here. We do. That's mm-hmm. your big boy. Yeah. That's your big boy. I uh, I have been watching uh, some New Japan on the Roku channel. Of course. They have uh, Russell Kingdom from 2020 up there, so I've uh, been making my way through that. Interspersing it with your tiny house watching. Yes. Yes. Got <laughs> to watch the tiny houses. These people, they have so much money and no idea what to use it on. Why have a small house when you could have a big house? Why have a big house when you could have a tiny house? Oh, 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 you, you've fallen so far. I, well, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's... Big house. It's just sitting there. Yeah, it's just yeah, sitting it's there. Just there. I have been watching quite a bit of wrestling lately. Um... Usually WWE in the mid to early aughts. I have been venturing back though. Mm. Um, we have this new format. Our brothers, my brothers, and I have this new format where we're all on Discord. I will stream my screen now, and put what, on. Not to cut you off, but what well, you did though? Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you, Tom. To. Yeah. Uh, what is a Discord? Because I am ancient and don't know what these <laughs> things are. But also, I am semi-ancient, and I truly don't know the nature of Discord, so honestly. Discord is um, basically what we use for voice chat when we're playing video games on our PCs. It's okay. Is it, is it like a Twitch? <laughs> no. It's it's just basically like a... It's kind of like a Skype, because you can okay. video chat on it, too. Okay. Is it kind of like a chat room to really pull it's someone sort of. out of the back? Okay. Sort of. There's different, like... Is it like uh, the uh, the Death Valley driver message boards where you talk about wrestling no, and no. say racist things? No. no. Okay. You have a whole thread about rats? Uh-huh. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's voice... Most often, voice chat. And okay. we use it to talk to each other while we're playing our video games. Well, because you know that... <coughs> Jesus. Sorry. You know that back in the day... I was on the Ring of Honor message boards, and my username Kevin was... Kevin Bacon Bits. Yes. It's fun. Yeah. 
I, I do like that name. There's clever wordplay there. Mm-hmm. I I was I was on the IWA Mid South message board. Incredible, amazing. But uh, so Discord allows me to share my screen, and like I can stream whatever I'm watching, whatever. So I figured out a way where you can't, or where Peacock is not blocked by the streaming thing. So I can log in my uh, Peacock, watch okay. whatever I want. I stream it. We watch it together. It's kind of neat. That's fine. I. The format before that, not to get super long-winded, but was I would just be on YouTube because that's not blocked by the streaming thing before sure. I f- figured out how to do Pika. Um, um, and I would be like, hey, pick a year, and I'll type in WWE full match and then whatever year they give me. So okay. we would get a nice mix of uh-huh. stuff. Dakota decides to be a jackass and goes, I pick 1979. And I okay. went... Sure. So so far beyond your wheelhouse <laughs> that possibly because it's a wheel We've it has gone. come all the way back yeah. around again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. We go back to the format. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I picked Pat Patterson versus Ted DiBiase mm. from '79. It was yeah. really good. Yeah, it was so different to anything that I would like, but I still enjoyed watching and analyzing it. Yeah. So it's neat. I might venture back in those days more often. I think if I skip the 90s entirely and go to something that's completely foreign to me, it's easier for me to change my lens. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, when, after Pat Patterson passed away, mm-hmm. the Fed did this really cool thing where they pulled together like a vault of Pat Patterson's best stuff. Mm. There's, if, if it's still on Peacock, you'll have to look because I truly don't know if they took it down. I hope they didn't. Some of the stuff that's in that is in there is fantastic. It's Pat and like Sergeant Slaughter yes. in a cage. Like there's a, it's so Hell yeah. a ton of good stuff in uh, there. Patterson and Sergeant Slaughter in the boot camp match. Okay. And Slaughter bleeds buckets. It was like there was a slaughter. Yeah. Yes. The, it's yeah. not just a not just a fancy name. It was a slafter. S- oh, did Sergeant you, did you S. pronounce it by yeah? Gotcha. Yeah. Sergeant S. Laughter. Yep. Uh, but that's about all I've watched. Mm. Uh, Tom, is there anything else we need to get into before we get into tonight's main event? A little bit of wrestling news for yes, you. Yes, there this is actually be... there's something that j- we just discovered yeah. not too yeah. long ago. It, this won't be coming out for several weeks, so it'll be outdated It's out shit. next week, ass. Oh, well, so. we'll be damned. Uh, the, the World Wrestling Federation has announced that they are going back to TV14 programming. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to say shit and see boobs again, like, <laughs> like the glory days of my youth, and see boobs again. Ah, uh, yes, that's what the eighteen to thirty-four demographic is here about. Tom, boobs. I hope they bring back right to center, right to censor, just to spite you. I no would boobs. Love a return of right to censor. Ivory did it recently. Mm-hmm. What did she do it for? The Rumble? The Women's Rumble? Yeah, it, it was, was awesome. glorious. She's the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's like 54 and still in some mighty fine shape. She's so nice. Mm-hmm. Tom, so does she nicest. still do it for you? Yeah. You know what? It'll suffice. We are 100% going to talk about how this era of Jericho is also science if you're going to sit here and just be like, yeah, she'll get me there. Well... You know, peak Jericho at this time, guys. This peak. real bad peak. facial hair, though. It doesn't matter. Okay. Peak Jericho. Well, I think 08. For but, my taste. But. For my taste. Mm. 
Anyway, um, yeah, so, interesting, like, do you, a part of me wants to say this will change the WWE product, but I know it won't, like, no, it won't. Uh, you know what I mean, like, I want, I want to be hopeful, because you go back, I go back on Peacock, I go back to fucking 2000, 2006, maybe 08, so, and there's just this, this beautiful blend of continuity and storytelling when the in-ring is just fucking on all cylinders mm-hmm. and it's like why what happened because we made it easy we made wrestling so digestible it's not fun anymore because you it and it's it's depressing tom and i've sat there yeah. going into pay-per-views and being like okay what how this logically should work is X, but what's really going to happen is going into this match, for example, oh hell, it's going to be Becky and Bailey, and really Bailey should go over because she's the underdog. But what's going to happen about two and a half weeks beforehand is that Charlotte's going to be put in this match, and Charlotte will pin Bailey and not pin Becky, who's the champion, and therefore Charlotte will win the belt because you know she really doesn't need to be added in, but they've shoehorned her into this, and you so can predict the outcome now. Like, how many times watching recent product have you, and specifically in the Fed, have you said, I bid on that finish? Mm -hmm. I bid on that falsy. It doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't happen a lot. It happens occasionally at pay-per-views, rarely on TV, because you know what's going to happen. And also, I think the internet super ruined wrestling because you never knew that they were running it on house shows. You never knew that they were doing a whole Usos and not private party, um, Street Profits program on yeah. house shows so they could fine-tune it. Like, yeah. That's boring. So now we've made it palpable, or palatable. We have so sanitized it that right now, to go back to TV 14, I think you're just putting lipstick on a pig. Uh-huh. At that's m- kind of what, what I feel. Is, like. Ultimately, I don't think it'll change the booking that they make, they'll no. just be like, oh, we're cool now because we can say shit on TV. Th- this is adding Poochie to the Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not adding anything. We're just bedazzling it and wanting it to be exciting. But also, at what point do you move towards TV 14 and completely like negate the work you've done? Because... We've got the girls who are in such a good position right now that they're not being treated as eye candy. They're not being treated as filler. They're having quality matches and they're being presented. Mm-hmm. At what point is it, you all, and we've heard this come out, you all need to look like Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. And yeah. can, can you get them out? Can you just like cut it a little lower? At what point yeah. are we going to turn away from these women are good wrestlers to a bunch of these girls are really pretty? So it's definitely going to become a bigger problem quicker now that they're doing the TV 14 switch um but it just it only makes it only serves to make me more angry because AEW has proven that you can do TV 14 mm-hmm. women's wrestling without tits right but even then because the internet is never happy why are these girls bleeding buckets they didn't need to do all that you, the, well with the internet you can't win no so, you can't win but also can't judge it off the internet also, we've, I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it before, and I know you guys have talked on the podcast. If you're doing it right and you're not being lazy about it, it's effective. Yeah. So these girls did this hardcore match and bled. Britt Baker bled buckets. Mm-hmm. Sure, great. 
But if we're going to go out there and, oh, I don't even know who in the Fed right now, Ezekiel bleeds every single week, what's yeah. the point? Yeah. Like, yeah. At some point, the thrill of it, the excitement of it, the part that made the Attitude Era and coming out of the Attitude Era so special is truly what we're trying to re-encapsulate here. I 100% guarantee that they were like, we had gold in the palm of our hand. How do we get this back? You can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. And you're going to, I think, try to deflect from your real problems yep. by making it shiny over here, and you're going to shoot yourselves in the foot. That's that's all that they're doing is they're seeing... They're, they're incorrectly looking at what worked for them back when wrestling was popular and saying, oh, well, it was the adult themes that drove more people, more casual viewers to us because it was the lowest common denominator. But instead, what they need to be looking at is, like, plain and simple, WWE has nobody that you can root for in their company right now. There, There is no, no single wrestler who people can rally behind to go, you know what, that's my guy. Whereas in the Attitude Era, people would be like, oh, so many. The Rock is my guy. Yeah, Steve Austin's, Austin's my, my guy. guy. I, I, nobody, like, Roman no, is the closest to that, and... He's a bad guy. No one... Well, I mean... no, Nobody is going up... Being a bad up, guy is what made Steve Austin a megastar, but no, yeah. Nobody is going up to you and saying... Shinsuke, Nak- <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura is my guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. No I, one's saying that. I get what you're saying now, because I was like, no, I've, whenever Brock Lesnar comes back, we've talked about it before, he's a needle mover. People get really excited. But I understand it, because Austin came up, and that swelling grew with him. Uh-huh. You have very few... Because even your up-and-comers, you don't package them in a way that's appealing. Austin Theory is this weird combination of Tyler Breeze and The Miz, and we're supposed to give a fuck. What do the selfies mean? Nothing. That's not even a... Selfie. That's not even a thing anymore. Like yeah. he's just an asshole. He's just a guy who does moves. He's he's poorly. a muppety looking mm-hmm. asshole, and I'm supposed to care that he's the youngest what United States title holder, and he's gonna be the youngest. Dude, I don't care if Ric Flair wins the United States Championship tomorrow. That belt will not mean anything. No, and you're having post downs with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, who is. In god tier shape, mm-hmm. and you're expecting me to care that Austin Theory standing next to him? I that that shot Austin Theory in the foot. If anything, yeah. he yes. looks worse next to Bobby Lashley. And this and the sucky ass thing that's going to happen. And if I'm calling it now, then I need to go put money on it at at the sports book at Hollywood. We're going to get to Roman versus Lesnar. Theory's going to cash in and win that title and hold it for a grip. And then Cena will take it off of him. Nothing happens here. And then we go forward. And Meg is blessed with the gift. Well, <coughs> I wouldn't say blessed. It's a curse. <coughs> with the, the gift of clairvoyance. <coughs> Bray, what's become of you? So, you know this pen that I have, right? I'm aware. <coughs> I have more of it. And, uh, yeah, it, it hits. It's real good. <coughs> it smacks, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. Slaps, smacks. Tom, for God's sakes, there's no button. Tom, there has s- never been a button. Now, you say this, and yet every single week... You I look see, for a button. I, I, I see these things that could be buttons. Based off of 
Are there any dials? Are there any knobs? Any sort of radio? You're the knob. You're the only knob. <laughs> Listen, okay, back in my day, these things had a pull start to them. Alright? You had to you, <laughs> you had to push of... the aerator button a couple of times and then you really what had to get year is this? <laughs> when mix... I was a boy. You had to mix the gas and the yeah. oil just right. <laughs> Otherwise the shit wouldn't start radio. You can't cold start a weed pad. Yeah, exactly. You can't cold start a weed pen. <laughs> when people say this shit rips, they need to understand the etymology of the word, alright? Oh, I am college educated loosely, and these people need to understand these things. Tom, why are you. You seem like you're attacking yourself somehow. It's, it's weird. What's become of you? Self-deprecating humor is what the youths are doing these days. <clears throat> okay, I understand. I'm trying to fit yeah. in better. Yeah, okay. You can see by my dyed mullet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to fit in better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Meg, what's become of you? <laughs> oh, not the weed. What's become of all of us? Oh, my only friend, everyone I know, goes away in the end. Also, what babe, there's no buttons on that. There's nothing that looks like a button. It's just a cartridge holder. <coughs> oh, God, my lungs. Oh, God. <coughs> that smells amazing, though. Rainbow <coughs> sherbet, I think, is what sherbet? the flavor is. Guys, have I told you I had pleurisy? <coughs> wow. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm a bad girlfriend. You both are gonna get. Well, I mean, you're not gonna get in trouble by anyone. <laughs> when whoever, that's not gonna happen. I don't know what. I never mind. <clears throat> never mind. So Tom, yes, should we move Anne, on? You need a script. Should we move? Shall we move on to the main event, or do you think there's anything more for us to cover here? I think we've pretty pretty well covered. The oh, other I think part. that covers the breadth of it. Yeah. The br- what did you breath? just say? Breadth. B R E. A D T H. Yeah, sure. And the, the scope depth. of it. Yes. Yeah. What 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 are these newfangled words? You try to keep up. No, they're from nineteen sixty-six. Yeah. So guys, this main the event. Stole our word for two. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Onions on your belts. So we're talking about WrestleMania X I X. Didn't get that one. Um, X I X. WrestleMania X I X. Brian will listen to this and know exactly what that's referencing. March thirtieth. 2003, Safeco Fieldhouse, 54,097 human beings in attendance, and I am one of them. Hell yeah. Yeah. Did we ditch Brian to go to Seattle for WrestleMania and not tell him until we got back, and was he really mad about it, and does he low-key so secretly still harbor this grudge? I'm pretty sure. Ha- has he told me this separately while we were at the Hollywood Casino? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Every time I hear this story, and every time... It still just astounds me. Mom. So. So I have eight <laughs> brothers, and if I tried to pull some shit like that, they would have. He doesn't give a fuck about wrestling, and Kyle couldn't be bothered either. Yes, but. My point still stands. If they had done that to you. Yes. So, if they had left you. Okay. There's no justifying this, no, to be fair. But. I'm the one that got into wrestling first. I was the one that got into it in 8th grade. Mom got into it because of me. Brian got into it because of me. Brian, I know this is still a sore point. Just deal here for a second. Now, did you get into wrestling before it was cool? 
No, this is like I would have been in eighth grade or seventh grade, so this is nineteen ninety nine. This is a hundred percent peak of DX. This is when wrestling is cool. This is when wrestling is dope. Because okay, so number one I have a great joke about liking things before they were cool, but anyway, move on. You hipster yes. son of a bitch. So I went to a Catholic school. Infant Jesus of Brog. We had folders. You know how you put the folders to take the tests? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Dude. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. So kids were writing, all the dudes were writing suck it and DX on these folders, but I went to Catholic school, so you can't write suck it. So it had to be like S, asterisk, C-K-I-T, right? So I'm a 12-year-old girl, and I'm like, I want to like what the boys like, so then they'll talk to me and think I'm cool. So I started watching wrestling, and I was like, this is dope as fuck, guys. And so fast forward a few years, Chicago gets raw on 8-13-2001, and yeah, I was like, does. Mom, we gotta go. And she's like, I'll buy you tickets, but your dad's friend is taking you because I don't want to fucking go. <laughs> fast forward, Sue has to take me to wrestling. So Sue gets sucked into wrestling. We have a lot of fun. So we are going, and my mom, I, I was like, I want to go to Mania. I want to go to Mania. Mom is a single mom. She could only afford to take just me. And she was like, we're going to go. This has been your thing. Let's go. Brian was 12, almost. So we hopped on a plane and went to Mania for Access and the show that day. And then we flew home Monday morning, and Brian was pissed. Wow. Okay. (coughs) Okay. I don't fault him for being mad. Yeah. I don't think anyone's necessarily at fault here. No. Everything was done out of goodwill. Now that I know more of the story. It it was not like, and then fuck Brian, he can stay home, nothing is for him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, Mag is so super fucking stoked to go to Mania, we will go, me and her, we flew out there, it was a fun time, went a lot of wrestlers at Access, we got to hear Limp Bizkit do sound check outside, which was cool, went to Mania, sat on the floor, shut up. Shut up, Raiden. I, you're making that face out loud. And, uh, I'm making it out loud. Yes, I like that. Face, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna back pocket your that. Your face doesn't need closed captioning. That's right. It was such a cool moment in time, and it was so special. And we got to be on the floor, and it was just dope. And it just smelled different, you know. What? Yeah. The year 2003 smells different. It's got different notes to it. Yeah. There's a real bergamot underneath it. Uh-huh. There's a time and a place. Oh, yeah. uh, there was a burning because a speaker caught on fire during the show. You were like five years old. I actually no, I was 19, and uh, you were 18. Right. Yeah. Because months. Yes. Right. I'm always remember how I'm always off like by a year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember. I'm sorry. I don't know. Yeah. So, what I was thinking uh, when I said so five, no, like you're this, 145 time, years old. It's a distinct time and place, okay? Yeah. I am drunk as shit driving around on my three-wheeler smashing bottles of apple pucker against stop signs. Can you say that on here? The statute of limitations okay. is surely passed. Yep, we're good, we're good, we're good. Also, it's downstate. It, yeah. In the country, it's it, also, this different was like, laws. This was 40 years ago, so like, who cares? You know? <laughs> yeah, because you're, what, 68 now? Okay. Okay. Raining this back in. Sorry. More factoids about this. This is also the first pay-per-view under the WWE branding. This is the first one they had moved from the Because they got the F out. They got the F out. Do you remember the posters with Trish licking her finger? Uh-huh. Did it get you there? Was it enough for you? Here's the thing. <coughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, we all remember it this. just... I was having a hard time with science class, and it helped so much. 
You know, for Trish Stratus, I understand. Peak science. Mm. 03, little after, but it's early in the year yet. She's still at Mm -hmm. AP calculus, or not, chemistry status. Mm -hmm. Get it. Um, The theme song to this pay-per-view is Crack Addict. All right, I have it written in all caps. Crack Addict with like 16 exclamation points. Fuck you, Fred Durst, for never releasing this, and Mike Adamley... Or not Mike Adamley. Holy shit. Tony <laughs> Chimmel. Harvey. Tony Chimmel lies and says it's going to be on their next studio album. Now, and that was a fucking farce. Now, Braden, why did you tell Tony Chimmel to do what he did? Because, because I thought Mike that Mike those Limp Biscuit fans needed to be taught a lesson. Is the lesson how wrong you are? Was the lesson no, the lesson is you don't get... To listen to bad music anymore. You can choose to listen to the good stuff. Chokes on you. They put out stuff last year, so I get to listen to it for forever. Yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, like, and Ghost is on bad. Spotify, so, like... Listen, man. <laughs> okay. I know where the internet lies on my favorite band. That gives me the right to have my opinions oh. about Limp Bizkit. Oh, hold on, dude. Wait, we're, we'll come back to Limp Bizkit. What? That doesn't sound like you at all, Tom. <laughs> oh, hold on, dude. It's the weed, I guess, to the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. This is also the era of... Bomb-ass video packages. This yeah, opener is dope. Big time. Big time. Big ups to whoever they had editing all of these video packages, because we'll get to it at the end. And the, but the remember, amphetamines they're on to yeah. get these put together. Remember when they used to do that? They used to actually have the shit together by the end of the pay-per-view. They were back there fucking cutting up VHS tapes and shit. <laughs> Putting their, their... Pasting them together. The reel-to-reel, yeah. like... Wearing their fedoras and having their cigarettes. Little Tom, I don't think you know how long ago this was. They... Oh, I know exactly where it was. Time is an illusion. Um, it's all a flat circle. Speaking of an illusion, the way that I'm sensing reality right now, that's just a little tidbit of where I'm at right now. Understood. Mm-hmm. Me too. So, my first note is, this entranceway. It's I, awesome. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. entranceways ever. I don't know what it is about those the screens getting bigger and going back. Yeah. That just makes the motherfucker looking out look like the yep. mo- the motherfuckerist. This this is a dope setup. The lighting rig above the yep. ring is fucking dope because they're filming for WrestleMania the movie, so everything looks super rad. I don't uh-huh. know if WrestleMania the movie ever came out. You've got notes about it later. I know. Mm-hmm. The shot of Austin coming down the ramp is the coolest fucking shot uh-huh. of all time. We they get, get the super wide lens, so yep. it looks like it's just it spreads out for like infinity. And also, how cool does this field look, dude? Whenever big time. they look out to anything, big time. I'm sure I've it's got a awesome. note in here somewhere about it, but baseball diamonds for wrestling studio or yes. wrestling venues always works. A hundred percent. Bring always it back works. there. Why would we not go back there? It looks dope as fuck, and you can fifty fifty five thousand yeah. people in it. Uh, Royal Rumble twenty twenty. Remember that set? That yes. was fucking dope. When oh, they came yeah. Out of the dugout. Yeah. Out of the dugout. Mm-hmm. That was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real quick shout out to my job. If you look at the scoreboard or the big Safeco Field clock board, there's an Ajinomoto logo right above it. So everything in my life came full circle. I went to Mania and saw my job, and then. That's. Yes. You, we should make your life a movie. It's going to be real boring, guys. With some quality highlights. Yeah. Yeah. That you're gonna listen. You just keep talking on here long enough, and you're gonna get your own six-part series on A and E. Yes, finally. <laughs> so, I hate so, Lawler's face. It's so awkward. It's my first. It's my first. He note on this. He whole thing. looks like he's been stung by what I'll call several bees. 
I don't have any. Match. He just. It all. He looks has a too face taut. like a, like a. Bag of tomatoes. Yeah, like it's a just, plastic bag of tomatoes. It's like a. It's like a bag of wiffle ball bats drawn tight. It's just <laughs> wiffle balls. I think. <laughs> but he's, the bats would be. It's not. Okay. He's always dead behind the eyes. Big time. But horny behind the eyes. It's uncomfortable. Uh-huh. There was one time he was dead behind the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Poor Michael Cole. What a what a what a dark joke that was. Now, Braden, why did you tell Sonic to do what they did? What? Do you not remember what no. happened in the aftermath? Of no, that? I, I don't. So, like a month later, King comes back to commentary. Yeah. And within the first show, he's doing advertisements for fast food. Hmm. Okay. A, a yeah. A month after going into cardiac arrest. <coughs> yeah. Live on television. Live on television. They I don't go. think Sonic did that. Oh, it's all part of big fast food. <laughs> They're gonna kill the king. Big. Elvis style. Burger King is Burger that? King is yeah. like, there's only, only one. one. Yes. 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 Okay, but... That was good. a team effort, but we all got there. To reel it back, this opener, guys. I thank you for reeling so, this back, because it's gonna get off the rails with Tom and I on the sauce. Yeah. So, I'm gonna read off three of these notes that I have just right okay. to start off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, um... <laughs> Do you know how to uh, decipher? Oh, uh, Ray's old theme. Yes. And then also, Daredevil season... What? Don't... Daredevil gear? Gear. What yep, if you just... What, what if you just... Um, I also have written, this is Ray's first superhero gear. Oh, okay. Which That's I'm sure I'm absolutely correct about. We discussed it briefly that we think it is. That, that was his first one that kind of spiraled them all up. Okay, there. so the Phantom, I'm not a, a familiar. Is that a superhero or not? Depends so on who you ask, because if it's Berna, he's going to say yes. Cause, okay, because well, Berna is technically dumbass. Con- okay, I understand that. Burn- but it, is he- it technically considered a superhero? I guess it like, could. It's a comic book hero. That would be the yeah. only you other know, one I that guess, I could I guess it would be, of. so this is his first Fed one. Because he Fair. wore the... the is it the Phantom, or is it just question marks because he's Mysterio? It'd be like the Riddler, but purple. No, it's too uncanny. Listen, I have seen that piece of shit movie probably more times than I'd like to admit to people, but here's the thing. Okay, I hate to okay. admit this on air, but Berna kind of has a point. Anyway, so Billy Zane's character, it, it's pretty explicit. You need to come get your friend Billy Zane. <laughs> yeah, it's, so... It's, yeah. That being said... Listen, I, Tom... <laughs> Kind of enjoy the movie The Phantom. Can I just admit that on here? Yes, you I can. don't think that Tom. I've heard you say such harsh things about that movie. What are listen, you saying about? You, you listen, heard the I don't ones know if you it's love a, the most. I don't know if it's a combination of the bushables or this uh, this this pen that you had to have me start nuclear fission to operate. <laughs> but I think my heart has softened a bit uh, on account of the alcohol, you see, and uh, so I think that. Maybe Berna brings up some points, and maybe I can learn to love the Phantom. I I don't think this is the time or place to do that right now because we are way out here, and we need to. Oh, we need okay. To, yeah. We need to bring we, it back. Where were we, we then? So, we can't talk about whether you're not you like the Phantom on this okay. episode. I'm sorry. So moving. I back thought it was our movie match. podcast. No, we no. don't have that yet. Tom. Where am I? That's what are we movie doing here? Um, so this match is. I kid you not. Five minutes and 37 seconds long. Oh my god. Really? They don't stop moving. It's awesome. It's so 
good. This is, I, I love, love this ray gear, by the way. I never mm-hmm. stated that. Yep. I love it. I love this era of Mattitude. Uh-huh. Big it's time. It's so good. It's so good. One of my favorite Matt facts of all time. Matt hates snow and ice. Yes. Mattitude Because I think they were in Canada. Thing. Like Probably. It, it's, so, it's so stupid. It's so good. It's it was so, so uh, funny. When he was doing the bit, sort of still as V1, where he was trying to lose weight. For this to, match. For this, for, to was be it the for cruiserweight. This? Yeah, it was. You're right. To be a cruiserweight. That, Shannon yeah. Moore makes the perfect stooge in all this. Dude. Shannon Moore of Ink Ink fame. <laughs> of three count fame. Yeah. I hate that Matt is wearing this shirt. Like the whole time. He usually did during this point. Yeah, it, I hated it, that. It, it's only until you get to the patented angry hardy shirt removal. Yeah. Otherwise, they keep them on. Yeah. Because his Matt, shoulders don't work too good either. So you're, it's right. like your your storyline is you're getting in the best shape of your life to be able to do, be in this division. But how and smart? And then is, you just keep the shirt on. But how smart is he? Then you see his merch the entire match. Mm-hmm. Always thinking. It doesn't work for me. That's it annoys fine. me when people in good shape wrestle in shirts. Fair. Yeah. Um, I have written here, uh, finisher kick out in the opener, which is a bold decision. Well, Actually, it's mania season, brother. Right. It, a couple of bold decisions in this, too, because I also noted that, like, dirty finish with the heel over. Yeah. Kind of an odd choice. For the opener. For the opener. I would have I thought... Surely Ray is winning yeah. this. It worked. It it was good. That's that the whole thing. thing. They could was get good. away with it. Yep. Yeah. I applaud the balls. Yeah. Because it was fuck. That, that was hot. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. So we politely segue from the hot soup yeah. that starts this to the Miller Light cat fight girls. Which Guys, I, I know we all have some strong opinions about this. If you ever wanted to see 2000s fashion, it's right there. Also, imagine wrestling having girls from a beer commercial who are later going to pillow fights, and one of them cannot pronounce Hulk Hogan to save her fucking life. And I just have written here in all caps, Miller Lite Catfight Girls. Oh man, when worlds collide... Yeah, so this is what Tom loves: boobs and beer. Like these are these are genuinely two of my favorite things in the entire world. Mine just says Miller Lite Catfight Girls because this whole thing was so stupid. Hulk Hogan. Hulk oh my God. Hogan. Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Are we welcoming a guest into Wildwood Studios? What, what, are, you, what, is, what are you doing? What is happening? What Homeless news hippie. do you bring? We have someone coming in in the door right now. We're being oh joined. My. Connor oh my. Hopkins! Hey guys, oh it's me, Connor Hopkins. Just oh flew in from Decorah, Iowa. Boy, are my arms tired. Get out. <laughs> you. 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 Highfalutin son of a bitch. You. The audio pr- probably got a little bit more... Uh, intense. Intense, because I changed it to omnidirectional mid-recording. Because we need more... Down, area here. Why don't I? Why Connor, don't I? Sit Connor, what brings you? Sorry, Connor, Sorry. what brings you here? Sorry, I'm late. I got hung up at one of the many quick trips in my beautiful hometown. If only there were more. You missed the shitting on Tom. Oh, why would you do that? Oh, I owe him. Yeah, we were all we were all bullying Tom. Well, to be fair, I brought most of it upon myself because I am 
as I said at the top of the hour, a big dumb bird. Yeah. Hey, okay. Connor, you're so kind bringing Luz Legrado from Tom's job. <laughs> Guys, this has the potential yeah, to be our longest episode by a long shot. Thank and you I am so okay with it. And I am okay with it. Tom, take your cookie. Oh. So we're at the. We all know this is the part of right? a, a podcast that people love where we're unpackaging and eating food. Uh, well. The important thing is, I'm fine. Where are we at in the card, guys? Uh, the opener and the middle of my cat fight girls, who Tom apparently loves when boobs and beer are in the same place. Yeah, that's his style. His All of your worlds truly were colliding for this, weren't they? It's almost like you read his notes. <laughs> ah. It's just so incredible. <laughs> also, I hope you don't mind. Again, I'm eating on the podcast. <laughs> so... Then do we do we not move on to the Limp Biscuit thing now? I just have written here, here, man. This is all I got. My favorite band in the whole world, Limp Biscuit. Hold on, dude. Now I know Tom. Sometimes your handwriting's not great. <laughs> I believe <laughs> I'm gonna try to correct your own thoughts here. <laughs> I believe that it's quoting Tony Chimmel who claimed that. Limp Biscuit was the WWE's favorite band in the whole world, which I, for one, find to be a bizarre verbiage. Yes, and that also is verbiage. I the just, whole world. The whole world. If the WWE had the whole world in their hands, Limp Biscuit would be their favorite band, and mine too. And yours too. Two thousand three. What a special time it was. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um, but anyway, so Limp Biscuit is doing their thing. Uh, Limp Biscuit isn't. Oh yeah, Limp Biscuit is. They're playing Taker to the Ring. Yeah, my. Uh, Hold on one moment. This is this is gonna sound strange. Tom, I need you to come close to me right now. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do an experiment, almost a Lindsay Lohan Freaky Friday thing. I need what you to are, touch foreheads are, with me. What are we doing here? Yeah. All right. That's oh god. Bad. Wow. I just had an in my body experience. It, Sorry, I'm late. It's great to be here. <laughs> with all of you. Thanks for showing up. Mm-hmm. And can thank you, you for bringing Legrados. Can you hear me my notepad? Oh, yeah, your <laughs> poorly written piece of shit notepad. There you go. Oh, I yeah. It's quite elegant. Well, Connor's it always sticky when Connor's I. Connor's always here to try to. <laughs> Connor's always here to try to um, correct your thoughts. Yes, guys. <laughs> it is me, the wild child himself, Connor Hopkins of Iowa PBS fame. Anyway, so, okay. where were we at, guys? We what are we are talking at about? Taker versus Big Show and A Train. Ooh. My first note says, fuck yeah, Limp Biscuit. My second note says, Brandon, shut up. I love this. <laughs> I'm really glad that you read the second note before I read my only note. Fuck Limp Biscuit? I don't think a crowd has ever been this quiet. No. It's, they, uh, been, it's Limp also Biscuit? hard in that arena. I, I, I want to say one thing about this being the match that it is, and not the match that it was uh, built, Mm -hmm. hyped, and advertised to be. This is one of my absolute favorite things that the WWE does, in the worst way. And this only proves that they've been doing it for decades. They will be like, hey, we're going to push and build this character or performer. We're going to push and build this match that's happening. Oh wait, that guy's not very good. We're not going to do that now. (laughs) Instead of just taking... A little bit of time to be like, hey, Nathan Jones, outside of being monstrous big, Australian, and jacked, what do you really bring to the table, bud? Like, they debuted this guy as Taker's fucking 
like protege ish type dude. This was supposed to be a tag match. It was like yeah. the only tag match Taker would have ever had at Mania. And then it's like, oh shit, you're just not very good. Which also at this point, A Train and Big Show are like vets that can mm-hmm. giant their way through almost anything. Yeah. How bad did Nathan Jones have to fucking be? Mm-hmm. Dude. Apparently very. And they took him on the road after this, too. Yeah. Haven't we learned that you just don't do that with certain people? Kevin Thorne. This. Mordecai. Mummy. Yeah. The mummy. Yeah, for sure. I actually thought this match was fine, though. I like mm-hmm. this match. There's I like- a really fun, timed train noise because there's shoot a train track that ran behind the mm-hmm. stadium so at some point a train's doing something it's just it, it's the, it, it was hysterical pretty dope amazing Did you guys catch taker doing that. a leapfrog yeah no blew my mind i uh, didn't watch the show oh that's right uh yeah taker runs an international with uh i think a train yeah. got to be a train right yeah that's big true show ain't big, show ain't, big yeah. show ain't taking a hip toss <laughs> A-Train is also the worst tag team partner of life, because he's on the apron just, <laughs> kick his ass! Kick his ass! Like, there's no strategy. Like He he also just repeats that, I noticed, 40 times. Yeah. But it's like, he's got different inflection on it, so it's, kick, kick his, his ass. ass! Kick his ass! Kick his ass! Kick his ass? Kick yeah. his, his ass. ass! Kick his ass. Kick a sass? Uh, basically. Kick a sass. Taker gets to basically shine up in this, chill for a minute, and then run his own hot tag. Yeah. Like, I really feel like when they were like, yeah. oh, hey, we're not doing this with Nathan Jones anymore, they were like, oh, we don't really have to change much of anything. <laughs> we <laughs> we kind of anticipated this happening. <laughs> I Which, maybe that's why he was going to contribute if the match had just gone as advertised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had a note that said this match does not suffer from being a two-on-one. No. It works teetotally fine. Makes Taker look like God. And it says, Nathan Jones not being here helps this match. LOL, I spoke too soon. I forgot he comes back, but adds nothing to this match. Also, like, okay, imagine Nathan Jones were in this match, but they still did everything the exact same. They basically ran this like a tag match. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. Which is crazy to think about. Taker had to work... Slightly harder uh-huh. in the sense that he had he had to be cut off and get beat up for a couple of minutes in the middle. And outside of that, mm-hmm. also one of my favorite uh, we've talked about before in the show. One of my favorite in ring calls of all time, I think, is in this. He's running his hot tag. He's doing the smashes across the ring, or this is just something that he did a lot. But you can hear him just yell now when uh, somebody feeds out of the corner. Mm. Well, so we can all agree that there's cool, and then there's biker taker cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking jacked as shit here. I loved babyface biker taker. Because you can tell that this is, like, kind of what he wanted to be. Because even that shit at the beginning where it's like, I'm going to be the Eggman. I'm (laughs) going to be the Eggman. But, like, legit tackle, leapfrog. Yeah. Fucking hip toss, arm drag. Oh, look, I'm 6'10". Yeah. That's kind of cool. Have we started the transition to MMA Taker, or are we in the infancy of it? No, not we're, yet. We're, okay. Yeah, that's unfortunately He's still, still got to die again, and yeah. then come back. Okay. <laughs> There's going to be that weird time where he experiments with some submission holds. Like, at one point, he was using a dragon sleeper as a mm-hmm. finish, uh-huh. and it and was that, just not getting um, over. Head and arm. I also 
hate the Dragon Sleeper. Why? Really? I just don't like it. I think it's it's hard to put on people. It's hard to get out of. It looks dumb. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's pleasing. I think you have to, to put the it on eye. the right people because doesn't Loki do the Dragon Sleeper? Yeah, and he would do like a body scissors with yeah, it. But, then, but even then, the end result, he's got his arm around the guy's head, and it looks painful. Right, and you've got to put the right choke. people in it. Like if you put Jack Evans in it, it's going to look like a million bucks because Jack yeah. Evans can touch the back of his head to his heels. Like right. Can I have a tiny piece of your chicken tender? Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Fucking. Oh, uh, also the finish of this is the tombstone, mm. which is yeah. pretty impressive that he gets so yeah. little a train right? up on the on the tombstone. Yeah, it made me remember um, some show that we watched at one point. I think it was Canadian Stampede. Taker gives Vader the tombstone, which was uh-huh. crazy, crazy strong. Yeah. Um, Let's see what's after that. I just completely forgot that I was not looking at my notes and mm. I'm relying entirely on memory oh. about more, this. More so that's cool. More Miller Lake Catfight Girls happens here. That's what happens. This is uh. where we pan back to Jr. and King. King's about glassy-eyed. His, his eyes are <laughs> saucer-like here. Because This is the one of the most egregious that Lawler has ever been for me. He was he just fucking like, insufferable on this show. Unhinged. Jerry Lawler. So, uh, also, a real quick thing just to put my original viewing of this show into perspective. So there was a time where Buffalo Wild Wings would play pay-per-views mm-hmm. until they realized that they were not making any money off of this. So me and my other scumbag friends who had no money, we would go to a Buffalo Wild Wings and just camp out at a table for hours <laughs> and order a minimum amount of food and water because we were broke as fuck, but we wanted to watch Mania in a cool setting and have some chicken. So I'm watching this at a, at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Terre Haute, Indiana that is chock full of wrestling nerds, right? All over the place. And even then, I'm 19, right? Peak of fandom. The Miller Lite Catfight Girl segments, even then, didn't really do that much for me. That was usually a, I'm actually going to walk away from the table right now and go to the bathroom or... I don't know, get a refill or something. You're telling me you weren't going to the bathroom to jerk off, Tom. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not telling you that didn't happen, but I'm telling you that... All right! <laughs> now, Tom, I'm going to go in the bathroom. Why must you turn my living room into a house of lies? <laughs> All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, suck my own dick. <laughs> if you don't see any feet in the stall, I assure you I'm in there. Hey, Don Marie, you want to go to this bathroom in this Buffalo Wild Wings or what? I got a method. Uh, also, I, full disclosure, looked start. for the button. Mm. <gasps> you fool! Uh, you fool! We've done the thing. Yeah. I'm sad of myself, guys. Oh, wow. Is it because I yelled at Tom earlier about the button? Yes. Early, like, somehow, about 40 minutes ago? Somehow, my brain still held on to it. So, King is a mess. He's dead behind the eyes and horny. We mentioned that earlier. <laughs> uh, the girls... what, what an incredible combination. He's dead behind the eyes and horny. You know exactly what face he's making. No, I know. And then we segue into Victoria versus Jazz versus Trish for the belt, and King is beside himself. They do, by the way, have a quick replay of some shit that went down on Sunday Night Heat before this. Yes, with Rob Van Dam, Lance Storm. It's, it's, uh, I think it's actually RVD and Kane against, yes, uh-huh. yes. against the Dudleys. Man. Or no, what? <laughs> No, the Dudleys do a run-in. That's what it is. Yes. It's in the program. Sure. It is. Um, fun fact, my mom really loved the team, even though she doesn't like RVD. Thought the team of Kane and RVD was super amusing. 
and what she wanted to do because RVD would be on the ropes doing his little pose when Kane would set off the fire and he'd be like, oh, fuck. My mom was like, what if he got burnt? <laughs> and then, what if he got a mask like Kane? But it yeah. was a smiley face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I, I like the idea. My chips are forward. Rob Van. <laughs> oh God! RVD has been burned alive here at Nassau Coliseum. They have immediately eight people with fire extinguishers all <laughs> going off. <laughs> he's like, guys, what the hell? Stop! A That's young, a young Joey Janela sits watching it and says, "I can do this." Uh, <laughs> you know what? This but he left out the fire extinguishers. <laughs> That's stupid. He shut off the tape before that. He ends up putting a mask on his foot, which some people would call a shoe. <laughs> oh man, I have a picture of shoe in my pictures over here. Do you remember horseshoe? Luther Reigns. Uh, yes. Somewhere, oh, somewhere in this house, I have peas before. <laughs> What? <laughs> this bizarre promo that Logan oh Reigns God. cuts about... On this Thanksgiving 2003 episode of SmackDown. He's legitimately at some point angrily bragging about having eaten peas. He's like... <laughs> he's having <laughs> McGowan serve not, him. I'm, I'm not lying. Give me some of those. Yeah, I had peas before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I do too. And I also... I like peas. But, uh, <laughs> buttery with a little bacon in there? Yeah, okay. Really? Oh, never tried with bacon. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay. big on the salt and the pepper. Yeah. Oh, 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 brother. Oh, 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 dude. Hold on, dude. <laughs> this is no. so shitty, because I'm going to bring my, my imitation of a guy on a podcast doing an imitation of Hulk Hogan, and now it's, <laughs> now it will be... Your audience imitating a guy on a podcast, imitating a guy on a podcast, mm -hmm. imitating Hulk Hogan. The best is going to be when a member of our audience stumbles into <laughs> Will Sasso on the street, <laughs> yeah. and they do this bit to him. And at that point, time stops. And then that he'll go like, oh, are you a fan of Dudesy? And they'll go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> but if you ever listen to What Are We Even Doing yeah. Here? He's going to be like, no! <laughs> so about these girls. This match is... Awesome. I actually really like it. They're this. working hard, you know. Mm -hmm. Very. And it's fast paced. You didn't watch the show. <laughs> they are working Trish, hard. Though. No knee pads. Yeah? Bothers me. This Two is the beginning of Trish. She's just getting it figured out. Or she, she, she's, she's, she's about she's, to hit the cusp. She's yeah, too hot about for to hit that tipping point of like, oh, you're getting really good to oh, you're genuinely good. Is it the yeah. What, what do you guys... The stratitude? Uh, 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 the trajectory. Yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah. She's, she's about to hit the zenith of it. Got it. Okay. Past this is what... Yeah, because this is 03. Yeah. She re, yeah, because then... This title reign is what really like pushes her over. It, it, yeah, it's late 03, early 04, where she it, everything really starts to click for so I, we, I very much love this. Right, myself. so we've got Trish. Who I did too. I was just. I it bothers me that she's not wearing knee pads. No, it should. It's dangerous. And if you're a wrestler and you are listening to this and you don't wear knee pads, fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> she just figured out like gear that wasn't just kind of terrible. But we've also got speaking of not terrible, we've got Victoria in this match and we've got Jazz in this match. Victoria for Hall of Fame. Uh huh. Yeah. How the fuck is she not in the Hall of Fame? Yep. She's like the. Okay, I think we've talked about it before when you were on the show for maybe Invasion about Ivory mm -hmm. and how Ivory was like so good and so under the radar. Victoria, under the fucking radar, 
incredible. Ivory, I believe, took Victoria under her wing. That makes sense. Victoria was like legitimately strong as fuck and very athletic. Well, and she, big was, time. she was that moonsault. She was Perfect. a fitness model, wasn't she? Sure, but I mean that doesn't always translate to. No, but there's some. It, it, I mean, like a fitness competitor. <laughs> she oh, uh, she used to do this one move that I should just fucking steal because I've never seen anyone else do it. Where the I can't believe I'm doing this on a podcast and not a visual medium. She would get someone on in a fireman's carry, swing their legs out, and they would swing around, and she would give them a sidewalk slam on the way down. Oh yeah, so okay. like a, a a twirling sidewalk almost driver. Yeah, I, I noted like, it in here in this. I was like, that was a fucking cool ass. Uh, what did I? I don't. I don't remember. Have what you ever think. seen anyone else do that? Um, Jeff Jarrett did not do that move. Jeff Jarrett entered the no. podcast. No, who are you to say? Who are who am I to doubt Eldad? At one point during this match, I just wrote, "I hate you, Lawler." <laughs> I said, "This is the era of King making shit ass calls because he says the girls are in the middle of something awesome, and I guarantee we are just mentioning boobs and wanting to fuck Trish." Mm-hmm. It's fucking unbearable. And he would like interrupt Jr. to say shit too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He'd and be like, "Hold on a second from calling this." very well participated in wrestling match. I gotta talk about their tits now. <laughs> yeah. I think it happens during the Miller Lake Catfight Girls segment with Tori and all of them, if not in this match. Oh god, where is it? I think it, it has to, it's something to do with, I think it has to be in this match. She says something about getting locked up or taken to jail or whatever, or a courtroom, and JR, irritated as fuck, just goes, well Jerry, you're not uh, unfamiliar with the inside of a courtroom, are you? Yes. Mm. It, 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 I think it is actually during this. Yeah. And it's just... <gasps> there was a there was a time... Okay, so I... Which, at the that's end of a, this... That's a friendship that has taken some tests. J.R. And, and King. Because I gotta be honest with you. Somebody throw Even if I do deserve it, right? Somebody throws a barb like that at me on this platform. Uh-huh. I ain't cool coming to work with you the next night, man. Like, yeah. I, like, and I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. I'm saying that's that's yeah. that's a deal breaker. Yeah. And it should have you should have left from then on. Because King knows gone. that Jr. has some shit on him, so he kind of just has oh, to take it. Absolutely. When that shit happens. And it, it, the 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 deep seated malice that comes out of in mm-hmm. that statement too of just like shut the fuck up, you insufferable creep. This is a a peak era for me though of Jr. Like, I really fucking mm-hmm. like JR on this show and, like... Yeah. Through about 04. And then past that, I think that's when it's like, okay, now things are kind of, like, changing around you a little bit too much, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, I wrote down the finish. I was like, I wish the finish would have also been the Stratisfaction. Mm. And not just the weird kick. The weird kick that was a little low. Yeah, yeah. I wish it would also the Stratisfaction. And then my next note is Lawler is unbearable. So yep. <laughs> within the course of this match, how long is it? Seven seventeen. Within what? seven minutes, I had two separate notes about Lawler being insufferable, and that's an that's an that's upsetting. I mean, I don't have much notes on the match because the match was fucking dope. Oh. There's there's a good amount of this show that like it was honestly hard for me to take notes yeah, on. Yeah, because, because it's I just, was just it's just good. In. Yeah. Also, at this point, nothing is longer than ten minutes. So, your first That's match crazy. is five thirty-seven. Everything, everything at this point is like 
Go, 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 go. Imagine if we still had that. Because this triple threat with, with the women here is seven, seven minutes, but it is... And a, they don't stop moving. Dude, it is a, yeah. what I would call a blistering pace the yeah. whole time. You're going to get through this, and you're going to get to this next triple threat tag that's coming out. Um, nothing is over ten minutes. Everything on the back end of the card is 15 or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is this smart. This is a fascinating... Like, it's a fascinating show to me on yeah. so many different levels. Yeah. Like, even structuring it like that, where we'll get to the back half, but to me, the the back half slash third, maybe? I would say the, the, the back half, because you've got five on the front end and four on the back it's end. It's the most loaded back end of a WrestleMania, the, I think, that they have... The back end it, is where It's they, hard for me to think of one that... Yeah. Runs. They put all the, the story yeah. back all there. Yeah, all the star the power, heaviest yeah. stories are back there. And also, it's crazy to me hearing those times on a Mania card, because now I've grown so accustomed. They've literally made it two fucking nights, and each night is four hours long. Correct. Yeah. And it's like, that's a week of television. Yes. Yeah. But instead, they're doing it in two nights on a pay-per-view. Like, imagine if the matches on WrestleMania... I don't think there was a single match that went under five minutes this last year for WrestleMania. Probably not. No. But, I mean, we, we've covered... A good number of manias, and you're you're absolutely right. That's like it's shifted bit in like the business because I can remember when we did. Um, I want to say it was 27, maybe, but there was like an eight man tag, uh-huh. and it it goes like 90 seconds. It, it's less than two minutes because it was like the core versus a ragged. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, but yeah. it's I don't remember the exact time, but it's it's a eight man tag, and it's yeah. two fucking minutes on WrestleMania. To which it's like, why bother? Mm-hmm. The who who would have gone home angry not seeing the core? But, but here's the thing: this is where they have shot themselves in the foot with mania because they're like everything is important, so it has to be on here. Where not everything is important, and you can feature nine solid matches. The first are all less uh-huh. than an hour and a half. The back end is a little bit longer. You can invest some more time. Now we're putting everyone on. They put a multi man on heat before this starts. Yeah, yeah, and. Heat was the perfect place for it. Yeah. On the kickoff shows now, they barely get a match, and it's all recap. They'll do three it's, hours dude, of a pre-show with one match. And, and and you know how fucking angry that makes me? I can't tell, T-Rex Arms, how angry does it make this you? I was trying. Awesome. I was trying to become a praying mantis, but I can't. I don't have yeah, the... Yeah, you're not going to get the I don't brain. have the, you're, the you're, long... You're farmer's tan, though. Oh, oh, My oh, God. brother. It's, uh, <laughs> you got that sweet disc golf tan going on. Yeah, I've been disc golfing. Uh, disc golf inferno over here. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe you did that. That was pretty good. Um, okay. Glenn Gill Birdie. <laughs> Shut the fuck Birdie. up, dude. Birdie. 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 As in, just, just under par. Sure. Just under Shut par. Up. Or, yes, or, dude. Or Glenn Gill Bernie for your... Sun damage. Oh yeah, that that that's I'm I'm a burnt man. <laughs> anyway, I'm an overdone marshmallow. <laughs> what? Okay, so next though, because we yes. can all agree that this fucking triple threat girls match was great. Yes, okay. yes. We, can, we can all agree that this triple threat tag match fucking rules. Mm-hmm. But before that, we got a little promo in the back with Rock and Jonathan Coachman. Yes, Coach. We, we, we've talked about the different versions of a lot of different wrestlers on this show. Yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about the different versions of The Rock. Because right here, Hollywood Rock is my fucking favorite. It was so this, short-lived. Yeah. God damn it. I love all of it. I, I wrote hate. down, this was a good promo. Yes. 
Sure. Finally, a good promo. Brock's promos work so well when he's just an obnoxious <laughs> just an dipshit. Like, whenever he's supposed to be, like, a fucking baby face, I'm like, I don't know. You're just burying everyone. I don't, I don't like what you're saying about these people. <laughs> but, like, him yeah. and this character is just so... Because it's like, he can be the dumbest motherfucker of all time, and nobody cares anymore because he's The Rock. He's established. We know he's awesome. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's also, huge and fast. He's hu- He is huge and fast. And also, he would just go on to be huger. Have you seen his shape now? Oh, he's gigantic. It's ludicrous featuring He's, Pitbull. He is a huge man here, and he looks tiny yep. yeah. comparatively to yeah. where he's at now. It's bonkers. But the Rock is crazy to me because the man was so over that he could just do cheap heat promos mm-hmm. literally everywhere that he went on television, and mm-hmm. people were still like, that is one of the best characters of all <laughs> fucking time. He didn't yeah, even yeah. have to say a word. Coach would be like, hey, Rock. Hand and face, head tilt. The crowd loses their shit. Waits for the beat. Finally. Yeah. Eruption. How much is there? All of it. Like. A real quick thing. So. I actually, and we'll talk about this more later when we get to the match. I love how simple the build for this Rock and Austin match is. Just, hey, we've had two matches at Mania. I've won both. Fuck you. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we're fighting. Which, yeah. Uh, that, you, and they pour so much into just that story. There's literally nothing at stake. There's, yeah. ju- there, nobody gives, nothing can happen to either one of these guys. So, yeah. what is the, what is the song that accompanies this video package? Is there one? It's Crack Addict. Is it just Crack Addict? Yeah, because that's yeah. part of the, uh, the video package when they do the, here we go again, yeah. and then it's Rock and Austin. Gotcha. You know, whatever. Uh, but I want to bring this up real quick. Fun trivia: a lot of people are sick and tired of seeing Roman versus Brock. Mm-hmm. Here's the tie-in: there have been three trilogies at WrestleMania: mm-hmm. Roman and Brock, Austin and Rock, Taker and Triple H. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing that I want to bring up: everyone's sick of seeing Roman versus Brock, right? Because it feels like it's just been done to death. It has. I agree. I don't want to see it either. But the reason I bring this up is for the comparative sake. Mm-hmm. Rock versus Austin could happen today, and we would all just flip our shit for it, right? Mm-hmm. People just wanted it all the time. Not counting house shows. This is just on pay-per-views and television. Rock versus Austin happened nine times. Total. Nine, nine. times. Three of them being at fucking WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So that leaves you with six times that match happened, period. But isn't it cool when the Fed makes things special? <laughs> uh, here is the main caveat that I will add to that as okay. the key difference between Brock and Roman and Rock Austin. Is that Rock Austin, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen three of them. Rock Austin is good every fucking time. Okay. Yep. Brock and Roman... Have had a good match together. I remember liking the one that they had at 31. That's that the only the one that I like. I, I remember and very much I like liking it. it. There are two reasons why I like that match so mm. much. Brock bleeding hard way. Yeah. And Rollins cashing in. I love the cash in. I remember... The, the advent maybe of Super Maybe it's, maybe it's a do cool. for a rewatch. 
I just remember liking it because I think it was in that formative stage of Roman where he was still like kind of doing things in yeah. the ring, and then Brock was still kind of like kind of doing things. Because you're right, it's the birth of the Suplex City. Thing. Yeah. So his, his all of his shit changed after that. Yeah. So. I don't know. That's something I'd like to go back to. Uh, then we have this triple threat tag, though. Then we have this triple threat tag. I have a Tony Chimbalism. Good. Chimbalism. Great. So, he says, The following contest is a triple threat tag team match for the tag team championships. In this match, the first member of any team to win by pinfall or submission will be the champion. Singular. I love That's how he wow. said it. Dude. I was like... Oh no! <laughs> Am I? Is Tony Jimmel not good? You also, I don't like Tony Jimmel. Tony your impression is so good that it also does sound like you're confused. While you're <laughs> is is Tony Jimmel just Ron Burgundy? Ah, you put it on the teleprompter. Yeah. I'm well, Ron Burgundy. We've brought that up before, though. Yeah. Where he was reading he the sounds, rules for that one match that he confused. seemed very confused about. Like, yeah. Yeah, I want to find that show where they did the WWE Championship Scramble the, matches. The first scramble. Yeah, I want to see if Chimmel is the one. <laughs> so uh, when the clock, people. when the bell starts, when the bell starts, the clock rings. <laughs> At that point, if you win the match, you don't really win. You only win when the clock ends. So <laughs> there will be six men in the ring to start. <laughs> But they don't have to be thrown over the top rope. But I think that might be part of it. <laughs> so they fight, and uh, every uh, minute there's a new champion, and then, uh, uh, and then your favorite does not win. Oh shit! I'm not supposed to read that. Part. And the new WWE. Champion. Chip. <laughs> I love that you started that as Chimmel, drifted into just your voice, but then ended it on Chimmel. It got hard for him and also me to think. It's those. I love those scramble matches. Oh, they're great. When fucking Brian Kendrick, it was it, the like, interim WWE champion. champion for like long enough that I was like, oh my god, please, and then it was just taken away. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, triple threat tag match. Sorry. Everyone cool is in this and then Chavo. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, why are Rhino and Benoit a thing? Uh, I can't actually explain this. At No Way Out 2003, it was supposed to be a six-man tag with Angle, Benoit, Edge. Or, I'm sorry. Angle and Team Angle. Angle and Team Angle against Lesnar, Benoit, and Edge. Oh, god damn. Edge's neck died, so he couldn't do it. So they wanted to get Rhino back, but for some reason that was vetoed. Then that week on SmackDown, Team Angle challenged Benoit. That's when Rhino made his re surprise return. Got it. Which they should have just done on that fucking pay-per-view, and they didn't. So then they were a short-lived tag team. Uh, so, I appreciate that Benoit and Rhino match. However, I would have rather Rhino wear a different color than Benoit wear what the fuck he's wearing, because it's bad. Rhino yeah. only ever had black. I know. I would have rather he wear, it for this like, one time, a different is, color than is, Benoit wear that. What's the peak Rhino singlet for you? <sighs> Just the one that says Rhino across the front? Like, what are the, what are the colors? Like, are there others? 
Yeah. More I'm of a cutting. The one he yeah. had when he like debuted, like around Invasion, where it had like almost a, a I would call it a lavender yeah ring around it. Yes. Like okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, my favorite is when he first goes to TNA, and it's the black and orange. Mm. That yeah. rules that. And then he also, it's very obvious, because of the, like, spacing between the letters, that he just had someone take off the, like, arms of the Y. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's to be right the eye. I love how you're, like, massaging your own chest. It's, like, right Re- there. I know. Yeah, it's, like, R-H, awkward space, I, awkward space, N, O. Yeah. I like it. That's I love that. Uh, I very much enjoyed this match, though. This match is awesome. One of my favorite parts about this match is they're basically like, okay, everything is so awesome. Did you know Chris Benoit's neck is basically held together with paper mache and chicken wire? It's going to snap at any point. Have we mentioned how medically fragile his neck is? Guys, if a stiff breeze comes through, done. done. Our doctor's not very good. He said he was fine. <laughs> So, he went out for surgery in 01, came back in May of 02, so we're... You're about a year. Yeah. Yeah. You're damn near a year removed from From the comeback. From his return. But, it basically sounds like if you look at him wrong, C1 implodes. Well, if you ever get injured, especially at that time, it seems, and like moving forward, if you're ever once injured and have a surgery to repair it, it's always the surgically repaired whatever. Sure. You would be great doing that with something that, like, didn't matter. Like, imagine <laughs> if... Um, a sprained ankle. Well, like, okay, do you guys remember when Sin Cara, like, yeah. begged off the match <laughs> because he broke his finger? Yeah. Imagine yeah. if they had started talking on commentary about his surgically repaired pinky. Yeah. allows him to do these high-flying moves. Randy, but if anyone you? stares at it too hard, it'll just burst into blood. Randy Orton's been out for eight months. How's your recovery? Well, when I rolled my ankle playing soccer in the backyard, had to ice it. And I just sit at home. <laughs> and people will just attack it in wrestling matches for the next decade. So, yeah. like, so this is one of the only times that the stupid rules of a triple threat tag didn't hinder the match. I you, hate you mean when you have tagging out other out. people. I okay, so other do you, teammates. Do you so you. Let me try this again. Which do you like least? The why would you ever tag someone other than your partner in rule? Or the oh, it's a triple threat tag, but only two guys are in the ring. Yeah. I I, hate that one. You know what? I think uh, a triple threat tag would be more dope if it was just like everyone's in always. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Because... What are you going to do? Disqualify me? Just make it a scramble. Yeah. You can't disqualify them. No, oh, I know. Because the triple threat rules. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hate... Because, how, oh, I'm getting the shit beat out of me. Let me tag out. Uh, screw it. It'll be this guy. So What if he's awesome and he wins the match and now I don't win and I can't do anything because I tag myself out? So once upon a time, I was on a show for a little promotion that I'm not going to drop by name, but... They like to consider themselves professional wrestling redefined. Mm, mm -hmm. And during my match, in ring, at one point, I fucking shit can old boy to the outside. Doesn't matter. I look at the ref because he's just staying there, and I go, count him out. As in, that person is outside of the ring, and I'm in it. Yeah. And the the ref goes, huh? And I go, count him out. And the ref walks up to me and says, 
There's no countouts or disqualifications. And in the ring, I screamed, then why don't I kick him in the dick? Because some promotions do these sort of things because they're creatively bankrupt and don't know how to construct a narrative. But you Tom, have to have some form. Tom, oh, not only can if, they not construct, they can't even control it. Tom, may I may I interrupt? Mm. Are you in control of your narrative as of this moment? Kinda. Did you know that in late December, CYN is running a show in Chicago? Yeah, running a show. Like, hang on. I, this is a genuine question. Are they doing wrestling at I these shows? I don't know. I really don't know. But they released their dates, and for some reason it was on my Twitter timeline. Yeah, and I, I saw, saw Chicago, too. and I was like, yeah. <laughs> we need to go. Nothing bad can happen from this. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. I, I'll tell you this. I'll pledge this right now. On the air. Live. <laughs> if the ticket prices aren't stupid... We will go. Okay. And do they're going to be stupid? Garage afterwards. Oh yeah, they're going to be stupid. It's, yeah, but I'm I'm talking like if, if I for if I think would I rather do this or see two bad movies? I'm going with those bad movies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's okay. the thing: if you guys. Hold on. Anyway, really, so this, really, this match really, is awesome. Really quick. Yeah. I googled because I want to see how you get to control your narrative ticket prices. A recap video. I finally watched Control Your Narrative. The thumbnail. It's Austin Aries, EC3, and Braun Strowman. And it just says, it's bad. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. carry on. Mr. I, I love it. This match is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's blistering, and it's cool, and Team Angle are awesome. I love I love Team Angle. Big world's greatest tag team guy, for sure. But, big, uh, big Shelton Benjamin fan. Mm-hmm. Love Shelton. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a note you said about this triple threat tag team match. Just a, a little weird thing about the passage of time and how quickly things can turn around for people in the industry. Mm-hmm. This is Mania 19. Benoit and Eddie are in the same match, and it's, with all due respect to it, kind of a throwaway mid-card tag scramble thing. And a year later... They are both closing the show as world champions. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes like I had forgotten how much changed in between that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a year later, Goldberg has come and gone. Oh my god! It's crazy to think that that original Goldberg run is that short too. Yeah, L- like a year. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Brock is gone uh-huh. on his way out a year later. Austin's gone. Austin's gone a year later. Rock's gone. <laughs> like, Oof. Yeah. Whoa. It's bonkers. All right. What was after this? After this, uh, we. It says, "What are these outfits? How did we get away with this?" So I assume it's more cat fight girls. Yeah, uh, it was more cat fight girls. Because my next note is, "Why are we doing this?" Oh, okay. Because it's it's pretty much. I'll see you out in the ring. How about we do this in bed in the ring. In bed. And then Stacy and Tori walk by and they're just like, we'll get our tits out too, guys. And that's where we land. Then we segue into... Hang on. I only have two notes on that on that promo. Uh-huh. Or I'm sorry, three, but the first one doesn't matter. Uh, first one just says, this bit really kept going, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I just wrote, 
Settle this in bed equals competitive fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Casual sex does imply the existence of ranked competitive sex. So. Or professional sexers. Yeah. Those judges have had it out for me for decades. Uh, then we go. This is now we're in now we're in the good zone. Now we're in the top tier. Everything is great zone. Jericho Sean. Yeah, mm. this match absolutely fucking rules. The MVP of this match is Sean's bullshit haircut that hasn't grown out <laughs> fully from Survivor Series. Yeah, the Bob is not even a Bob. Like the Bob's the slob. Yeah, Bob the slob, blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I don't think it slob. Ugh. Rock the uh, job and Bob the slob. Oh, on that knob. sounded like some sort of a sentence. That didn't help it. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's why. That's why I said it. Great story to this match. Awesome video package. I have uh, very little notes on this match in a very good way. Yeah. I, I have a couple. Um, I did write. This is a fantastic precursor to their master class five years later. Yes. This gear from Jericho, guys. It's, it's top. It's tier. top tier. Uh. Brayden, weren't we just talking about this Jericho gear not too long ago? Yes. Yeah. I the, were. The bowling shirt, not a shirt shirt, yeah. is also f- fucking fantastic. <laughs> is this is his Tron the fucking weird floaty ball thing? Yep. Okay. Floaty ball thing. I prefer the one with the girl dancing, but the yeah. floaty oh, ball thing is pretty sweet, though. It's a very, like, iconic period of Jericho. Yeah. It's very Winamp. Mm-hmm. Um... My favorite part of this match is the confetti cannons that fuck up on the one side and Sean begging forgiveness for the side they fuck yeah. up on. <laughs> he does do a great job, though, of just on that first one when it doesn't fire and just kind of goes, ah, all right, then. Yeah. Dee dee. <laughs> Sean is so, like, just so effortlessly charismatic with yeah. shit like that. But so is Jericho on a lot of this shit, too. Like, yeah. in ring... Huge. The uh, little shit that he does. So I have a question specifically for you, sir, because okay. I think when it comes to stuff from the '90s, myself included, you've probably seen the most of it of everyone in this room. Oh, I don't know about that, but maybe. Well, from a certain era. Okay. I was rewatching this match, loving it all over again because it, it's just fucking fantastic. Huh. Is this, to me, the last hurrah of 90 Sean? Because there is a marked difference yeah. between 90 Sean and what most of us have just come to... Ex- like, trash bag slack Sean. Yeah. Right? Like, legend Sean, god-tier Sean, is very different in-ring, promo character, all of it. Watching this match, he's in the tights here, which helps part of it, but just the style and the way it's done uh-huh. and everything in-ring, I was like... This is the last match of 90 Sean. So, and it is the last match of 90 Sean, but I don't think you could describe it as the last hurrah, because that implies that he had been, ha- 90 Sean had been having those matches up till then. The well, matches before that are. Well, what I mean is that, like, that he had that four year gap. Yeah. But he comes back and he's still working the exact same style, pace. And everything, to me, as 90 Sean was. I think those first... Just as a smarter worker. Yeah. I, I think that those first couple of return matches, he's formulating the idea of what that god-tier, like, trash bag sure. slack Sean is. I, I think, think, But I think that this match yeah. is 100% like 1994 Sean Michaels. 
Also, looking at this match, it's five years between Austin winning the belt from Sean and yeah. that moment. Yeah. The scope of how much the production or the presentation of the business mm-hmm. has changed in five years. Like, Austin beating Sean at 14 is an iconic moment. We've all seen it yeah. a thousand times, right? It's a spot. It is, but the quote, just to, to her point, the quality of the footage of that. Yep. Even the best version, it looks like it was filmed on a fucking mm-hmm. a first-gen Motorola Razor. Now, you go forward just five years. This show is shot magnificently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks fucking incredible. And also, I wonder what the he- the like gate difference was in five years. Like, dollar for dollar? No, like... Because, I mean, like... In, in, attendance okay. here. Oh, yeah. attendance? Well, dude, like, 14, they're not running No, stadiums. exactly. You know what I mean? Like and now they're, they're selling they're running out small arenas at that point for fucking mania. Because wait, wasn't four? No, thirteen was at the Rosemont. Thirteen was at the Rosemont. Uh, fifteen is at whatever the fuck it is in Philadelphia. Hershey. Sure. No, I don't know. Whatever it's the building is. A third, almost yeah. nineteen thousand twenty-eight at the Fleet Center in Massachusetts, Boston. Yeah, right. we both fucked up. But um, and and then they go to setting the Safeco Field attendance record. Yeah. Right. In five years. Five years. Um, okay, so back to this dope. match. Uh, one of my notes here is, I'll read two of them right in a row. Yeah. One of them is, this match is just really good. It, yeah. It's just really like there's nothing more to say. Nope. And then my my next note is, Jericho took the Jericho bump. Yep. It's <laughs> hard too. Yeah. Oh man, it's right on his nose. Um. Did I tell you guys I described that recently as the Jericho bump? I know exactly right. what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go to Superplex, you yeah. you give me the Gord Buster. Yeah. Yeah. I told Corbin that, and he was like... Mm-hmm. Okay. He would know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the first times that I had a moment of, like, slight existential crisis as a worker was... <laughs> so, one of the... I was having a match with this guy, and he did the Code Breaker. Yeah. So, not doing this intentionally, right? We put the match together, and then we're about to go out, and I go to call it, and I go, okay, so what we're doing is, um, I go here, you give me the Jericho, you come in, you go for the Jericho, I catch you, and then I go for the Jericho, and I had this moment where I was like, I have to steal from elsewhere. This uh-huh. is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know exactly what you just Dude described. Dude gives me the Jericho yeah. bump, yep. yes. he goes for the code breaker, yep. I catch him, drop him in a double leg, try to turn him over into the walls, and I was like, you can have one, and I can have one, but this is the four combined in my f- deficit. I have to steal from somewhere else. <laughs> uh, Goddamn, this is so good, though. Just mm-hmm. uh, My first note on the match just says, perfect classic wrestling. Yep. I love how crisp and clean everything in this fucking match is. There's nothing that is, like, when it, in the terms of, like, the offense or the defense, wildly innovative at all. No. No. Like, the most, quote, out-of-the-box thing is Sean sliding in from the apron to the... Like, he grabs the middle rope and slingshots himself in through Jericho's Yes. It's and even that was dated. Huh? It's a greatest hits. Right. But I just, like, uh, they tell such a good story with just the basics. My favorite part, and, like, I didn't watch this show, admittedly, but my I, I remember these matches. But this match specifically, one moment that I will always remember is Jericho... When he goes to hit Sweet Chin Music and uh-huh. he does the little like fucking he does boxer his own little dance. step, yeah, and then hits it, that shit 
like fires me up every single time that I see it. I I think I read in one of his books that that's the only time he's ever done a super kick. And then he swore he'd never do it again because they thought it looked like shit. And I was like, that was a really good was super a really kick, man. Fucking, like, I buy that as a finish. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jericho hitting the flying forearm and doing the nip up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely slays me. The one moment where he does the uh, the lunge with the bi- uh-huh. double biceps. God damn, it's fucking good. Doesn't Sean get up and do it behind him for an even bigger pop? Yeah, like Jer- Jericho hits the he hits the flying the flying burrito. Yeah. Does the yeah. Up, does the Sean pose and as he's doing the pose, Sean, Sean nips, nips up. up behind yeah. him. Yeah. And that's something that like if that was being done five years after this, they would have stood on for twenty seconds mm-hmm. and gotten every shot ever. And this it's just like, hey, turn around, fuck face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we can all um, agree that Mania gear is the best gear. Oh, yeah. Okay. Big time. So this finish is just is a roll-up. Yeah. It's the third time this roll-up has been on this show. Thank you! Thank you! Is it You're my boy, Blue. I noted that for the first Ray time did in my life. And Trish did it. Yeah. Is it a victory roll? What is the finish? It's, it's a... The video game calls it the rolling clutch pin. What? Oh, the That's fucking... I jump, put my feet yeah. in your fucking arm. I take a back bump and, and you roll, roll over me. me. Yep. Yeah. Fun fact. My burning finish because of this match. I have done the rolling clutch pin twice in my long career and no one has kicked out. Guys, Tom's a nerd. Shut I bet you I bet you I can kick out. <laughs> I hate, by the way, now that I say this out loud, I have two burning finishes, which completely negates the purpose. So it's a smoldering finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe well, I've just done that roll-up a couple times. Yeah, that, might, that might be <laughs> one of those things that you've just done a couple of times. Yeah, maybe people, maybe it is, maybe people could kick out of that. Because <laughs> no, my other burning finish... I'm going to start referring to all of my finishes as burning finishes. <laughs> my other it. burning finish. Oh, man. Oh, oh but I do have another one. I had three because triples is best. Hey, uh... Dude, I've never worked with before. Uh, what do you do for a burning finish? <laughs> What's your favorite WrestleMania 19 roll? <laughs> so we're gonna do this. Look, I gotta ask somebody that now. <laughs> oh, they don't kill you, rolling clutch pin. You <laughs> walk out of that locker room. Yes, oh, you do. do. Not give them their money back. So yes, this you match. Do. To me, felt so long because it's 22 minutes when we have done nothing under 15. It's an episode of The Simpsons. 22 yes. minutes is a long match. 22! Oh, oh man! Oh man! Okay. Goldberg. Goldberg. So why? The next note I have is the ref is Sylvan. Pew, Sylvan pew, Grenier, pew, pew. the French tickler. Yes. The world is the ref. <laughs> the world is the rep. Remember when we played that song on this show? Yeah. Because I was agog at how bad it was? Mm-hmm. Flavor Seltzer you got there. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> pudding. <laughs> Any specific flavor of pudding? No. <laughs> what what flavor seltzer you got there? Felt pillow. Felt? Yeah. What fl- Felt pillow. What flavor seltzer you got there? Tire air. <laughs> That's gonna taste like anyway. That's oh my god! Flavor seltzer you got there? Antifreeze. <laughs> it's the sweet kind. Oh my god! 
So yeah. what happens <laughs> next is... Yeah. Limp Biscuit comes back out yeah, and plays do. Crack Addict. And my note is, shut up, Brayden. I did not watch this. I have three notes here. <coughs> All caps. Crack Addict. Not on the album. Fuck you, Chimmel. I don't even know what he did or said. No, Brayden. He said it was on their next album. Oh, that's what it is. Yes, he said that shit on never came. Yep. We so, bitched about this earlier. I blame Chimmel. I was yeah, wondering if I we were going in a loop there. Huh? Yeah, we did. That is the real palate cleanser. So, um, I was watching this with my stepbrother, and I went, yeah, I can't be bothered to watch this, so I skipped past it, and he was like, yeah, thank you. We both were like, I can't be bothered for this right now. I'm weary Now, Brandon, I'm what does it feel like to be wrong? <laughs> it hurts a little bit inside. You know what the best part of it is? They revisit the song later. Yeah. For the best end of Mania video package. An unprecedented and inconceivable third time on the pay-per-view the song gets played. I have a note here that just says, I can't hear this chorus anymore. I can't. <laughs> right now, let's go. Me Blues. and you. Toe-toe. Oh, I hate it. Hey, uh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we get a true catch-as-catch-can classic. A testament to the greats. The Robbie Brookside's, the Johnny Saints, the Dean Malenko's, your Terry um, Rutledge's. Of the confines of a 16 by 16 California king size bed. We get the Miller Lite Catfight Girls, I think, versus each other, while also Tori versus Stacy happens no, against each other, no, perhaps? No, maybe? No. Tag team? You're, four miss- way? You're missing. There ends up being a joke about a threesome. Don't forget, Lawler's got to get it in there. Got to. The girls Much start like out by things. themselves, so they're going to have a pillow fight, right. and then Stacy comes out with her legs out, Right. and then Tori shows up and rips her top off, Right. and then they all tussle and spank. Oh. Dude, okay, this okay? is one of the most insane videos I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what the fuck is I, I, I didn't know if I wanted to bring this up on the podcast, but I'm screwed. I'm going yeah. to. This all is right. the most hectic thing ever. It was kind of subtly related, because he said he had an antifreeze-flavored seltzer. Okay. The sweet we, kind. We've gone down a road. And I and I just had this random memory of Hulk Hogan drinking antifreeze, right? What the so I looked fuck it up. are you So saying? I looked it up. I wish. Dude. What? Antifreeze. <laughs> I don't know what this is from. Is that from No Holds Barred? I have no oh, idea. I hope it's from Mr. Nanny. Oh my I, god. It has to be I, I need you to send me that link right fucking now. <laughs> okay, I'll send, uh, that, send it over. That's one of the most batshit things <laughs> I have ever seen. Holy fucking Dude. Christ. That's what I thought. Antifreeze. Dude, Dude like, what a, you, I don't know why I have this memory of that <laughs> happening, but I looked uh, it up and it exists. I thought um, I was going crazy for a second. I can't remember. Hold on, dude. I can't remember what exactly... I was drinking antifreeze, brother. I don't know why you're just doing the impression of the guy's impression. Oh. Uh. Okay, so... Some real great professional wrestling happens here. Some of which I thought was gonna change the rating on this program. (laughs) Um, So my next note after that segment... In large letters just says, Oh good, racism. Because, guys, it's time for the World Heavyweight title match between Triple H and Booker T. 
My first note here says, Trips, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Mine just says, oh, this is icky with its undertones. And they cut a lot overtones. of the undertones. They, they, they cut a lot of the undertones and overtones out of the video package. So I was listening to the Bruce Pritchard podcast episode about this show on the way here. One of the best podcasts out there that isn't ours. That is for true. Well, anymore it's gotten a bit corporate. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Sure, but even those can happen. Uh, so they talk about this show, and Conrad is just like, So, uh, you made him say this. What do you have to say for that, Bruce? And he's and Bruce every single time is just like it wasn't racist. It was talking about people from WCW. People like I swear to God, if I'm wrong here, then so be it. I swear to God, Triple H says something about hair. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Cut me off and got it right. Yeah. Nope. But and they call him a thug. Uh huh. But, but it wasn't w- racism. But people from WCW had nappy hair. Yeah. And people from WCW were, were thugs. thugs. Yeah. Maestro was a thug. Yeah. Queen oh, Wee was a thug. Shout out to our friends over at Y2 Kill Me. We know you need our support. Because <laughs> you're watching some. In the arms of the angels. Just watching some hard programming over there. Uh. For just ninety nine cents a month, you can too. You too. <laughs> you you too can take take two. For just ninety nine cents a month, you too can listen to Why Two Kill Me. Only available on the Review Review Network. I love that your Hopkinism fired up in the middle of that. We're just, gonna, we're just gonna gloss over that. A live take two. <laughs> can we do this again? We're live, pal. Oh. I'm sorry. That that's my favorite part. That's my favorite sorry, part. Can we do this again? Like, can, I'm sorry. Can we do this again? I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I fucked up. <laughs> just oh my. That would have been the better version of that. Ah shit! I fucked just, up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tonight, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I fucked up. Can we do this again? <laughs> We're live, pal. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the camera, please. Ah, shit. Why are you guys still holding on me? Go to something else. Anyone who wants their answers will get quit. Ah, shit, I fucked. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, I fucked that one up. We're We're like, pal. We're like, pal. Shit, really? Ass. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> Tits. <laughs> what are you saying? Wait. Hey, there's seven words you can't say on TV or radio, Raiden. And you're just saying them? What if... This isn't the radio. <laughs> You're right. I, okay, I know that they ended up doing this with Goldust, but they have not yeah. gone back to a character having Tourette's enough. Yeah. This needs to fucking... If, if, no, if, Tom's if, if, canceled now. If the character on WWE that has Tourette's dies, I need a new character with Tourette's. Well, so- so it wasn't Tourette's though, because he was, he remember he got electrocuted by like Kane or some shit. Oh, and he, then no, he, it was uh, it was Orton and Batista. They threw him into a board of wires. So, so in the video game, you could go then do that in the video game. It went to the back of the. Oh my god, I Tiffany, if you're listening, you'll remember this 100% because I told you I was going to do this podcast. You could Irish whip somebody into an electrical panel and they'd be like, 
<laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm only now remembering this. Me and my, me and one of my buddies fantasy booked as this was happening, doing a courtroom trial series on Raw about who electrocuted Goldust, even though it was clearly Randy Orton and Batista, like they attack him in the ring, beat his ass, and then throw him into the board of wires that fucking cooks him. But I wanted there to be a trial so that we could have people on the witness stand yelling things that didn't happen and then just play the footage and be like, when those two masked men came out of nowhere and it's just Orton and Batista in their gear coming in, they threw gold dust into that panel board, his wig shot 70 feet into the air, but it's just him falling down. (laughs) Mr. The Undertaker, you are Goldust's closest confidant and friend. Has his head ever exploded before? (laughs) Can we confirm that it was Batista and Randall that did it? How did we get here? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But if we can segue back, Triple H is 100% doing his best Ric Flair cosplay at this point. Yeah. It's depressing. Also... Is this the best episode of this show ever? Yes. I think so. Uh... My favorite Dude. part, too, is Triple H is like, WCW is kind of shit, right? Never mind that I'm holding the main title yeah, for that show. dressed as their main champion of all time. Managed by their main champion for years, where my best friends also told the company I'm currently in to go fuck themselves and went to. But fuck those other guys, yeah. right? Also, it's 2003. Get over it. Like, at this point, it's WCW been has years. been out of business for two years. Yeah. Also, he's been in the company for two years. Yeah. You're just bringing this up now? It didn't happen after Invasion. Like, hey, you guys lost in our pay-per-view, too. Like, It's almost like this isn't about Booker T being on WWE. You know what? Racism? Hold on, dude. That's called racism, brother. Booking the rich white guy against... Uh, Black gentleman that you can't stop talking about his impoverished upbringing. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, it's just, dude. Uh, dude Jerry Lawler on commentary says Triple H has never been arrested. This is where the joke is. This is where Jr. gets all the fucks out yeah. of the window because he says something about like, well, Booker T has a criminal record, and he's like, well, Jerry, you're not unfamiliar with the inside of courtroom now, are that's, you? Yeah, that's a hundred percent what it is. And there's this beat. Oh my god. And Jerry yeah. keeps going. Yeah. Fucking Jerry throws a lot of glass stone or a lot of stones for someone who lives in a glass fucking mansion. I like the idea of throwing glasses while you live in a stone house though. <laughs> You'll just break all of your glasses. <laughs> yeah. My glasses. That's just a sad ending. My, my glasses. My wine glasses. That's just like go outside and then throw it then. What are you doing? At like a pillow or something. Uh, <laughs> or just don't throw them. So, okay. One of my first notes on this match just says, this was so easy. This was a complete layup. Mm-hmm. Like, even with the it being generous, questionable build that we used to get here, the logical and mm-hmm. satisfying yeah. conclusion is right fucking there. Yeah. Nope. Dude, I, like, it honestly, the build looks worse because Booker lost. Yeah. It makes every... It makes every criticism of the build completely valid. Yeah. Yeah. If, because not only are you doing this god-awful build, and then people like, get to the point where they're like, okay, well then, surely Booker wins nope. you know, to get one up. Nope. 
No. No, no, they also don't do that. Right. And so now the moral of the story is you can be a racist, rich, white asshole to a person who has actually made themselves from yeah. a bad background and <laughs> win, and that guy just goes back to toiling in the fucking mid-card for the next yep. three years. Mm-hmm. And so... And what is the finish to this? Beyond okay, beyond Ooh. this, it's even worse because because Booker T doesn't even look strong in defeat. Because is it a clean finish or is it a dirty finish? Oh, it's squeaky clean. Right. So squeaky. so not only does he get beat, he gets beat clean. It's you wanna, worse. You want to get, get real mad? It's worse because I know that part. But do you know the exact time? It feels like hours. We timed it. Okay, Meg, if you would. Oh, was it, it was 32 seconds. Yeah. Oh. Triple H hits the pedigree. They both lie there. And the count of three hits at 32 seconds. He crawls over. It is half a minute of Booker laying on the mat with his fucking face up. And then he gets pinned. Yeah. Just... Uh, it... It may. It didn't make anyone. No. It would be like if you watched Get Out, and at the end of the movie, he didn't get out. He died. And then they were just like, "Go to hell, audience!" Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what did Booker T do? Did he look at Steph wrong? Like. I don't know. He was too over. Honestly, like. Cause so that's, they built that's probably this. part of it because they they actually made him a star in uh-huh. this build if they had fucking delivered on it. Like, I I'm willing to forgive some bullshit in wrestling if the end point yeah. is the logical and satisfying one, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. They this have to one where they I was have like, to prove that it was like they did these shitty things for a reason. Absolutely. Least. Like I will tolerate Triple H being. Vaguely, depending on your definitions of vague, racist and shitty and everything else towards Booker. If he loses. Mm -hmm. So if they knew he was going to win, they could have had this match happen and built it any other fucking way. Uh There are limitless possibilities. But I'm like, why would you make this story just so fucking ugh and then make the ending of it match? Yeah. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, um, just poor decisions all yeah. around. Lawler, again, pissed me off. Okay, so Booker T makes his, I can't believe I'm about mm. to beat the shit out of someone's face. Right. Yeah. Um, and Lawler says, maybe he was having flashbacks to days behind bars. Gee, what the, oh okay. my god. That's what are awesome. we doing? But again, if... Even, okay, to a degree, commentary is produced, right? So he's being told what yeah. to say, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Even still, I mean, that's stupid. It's stupid and awful all at the same time. It's stu-awful, if you will. It's awful. Uh Yes. But if we had just gotten Booker getting his moment, and then it's even a fuck you to Lawler on commentary... Fine, I'm willing to go through that with you as a fucking fan. Yeah. Like, I know we've talked about it before on the show, the thing in WCW that they fucked up, 
where you have 18 months of build for Sting versus Hogan, and then the finish is completely bullshit. Yeah. And it's like, we, you know, you, those fans set... I wasn't watching at that point, but, like, those fans set through a year and a half of your program, and all they wanted was this ending. Why? Why disservice your own fucking customers? For it Because but, it's best for business. Yes. But, what's after this, though? I'm just going to throw my opinion out there early. It's fucking awesome. We got Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. Yeah. It sounds impossible. Even re even rewatching it, I remembered. I was like, I remember this being fucking great. Rewatching it, I was kind of like, I don't know. Maybe it won't hold up. Holy shit, this is so fucking good. Uh, I just have one question for yes. you. Yes. How is Hulk Hogan the face in this? <laughs> because Vince is unhinged, and Vince in his unhinged is the best Vince. Also, any angle that Vince is in is the most insane-sounding thing on paper. Mm -hmm. And yet, somehow it works. I'm not saying this doesn't work. What I'm saying is, uh, Vince's whole complaint is like, right, is like, you abandoned me and this company after we made it's you. A big, it's a big debate on who made what. Yeah. That's the fucking crux of the story. Oh, I made WrestleMania what it is. No, you didn't. I did. Yeah. You I testified made, against yeah, me. Yeah, literally testified court. against me. You're an asshole. Like, but at this point, Vince You went to work asshole. for my competition. Yeah. I came back. <laughs> yeah. I came back after they yeah. failed. Yeah, after we bought them. Nostalgia wins. Yeah, oh, totally. But it's just like, I mean, honestly, neither of them really are what I would consider going to heaven. But, like, no. it. I don't know. To me, it's like. I, I think that if you decide, okay, we're going to do this match, because on paper, Hogan versus McMahon as a match, yeah. that's that's a money fucking match. That's mania worthy, right? You can't do it with Hogan as the heel. Yeah. One, because Vince just doesn't make a good baby face. No. No. He, he, he's... I want to do more shit from 2003. I have a note in this. This is one of the most insane years of Vince's fucking career... And he is on fire the entire time. He is a match in... No, wait, that's 02. I'm sorry. I was going to say, he has a match with Flair at the Rumble. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's 02. Um, he has a, this match with Hogan here... He has a match with Undertaker at Survivor Series, which I've referenced before. He has a match with Stephanie this year yeah. that is fucking awesome. He has a match with Zach Gowan this year, which is, that is also year? fucking yeah. awesome. That Zach like, Gowan match is unbelievable. It's wild. Uh, the match with Stephanie is the most convoluted horseshit thing they've ever done, and it still fucking rules. Uh, the match with Taker, it's <laughs> I, I timed it once. It's like bell rings, uh -huh. and at the, it's I think it's 50 second mark. Vince is bleeding an ocean <laughs> from a punch. It's yeah. just straight up bell rings, Taker punches him, he goes down and gigs. Uh-huh. This is all in the course of one year. Amazing. Vince bleeds more than I would estimate 90% of wrestlers do mm -hmm. their entire career in this year. Yeah. I, I really, really truly did enjoy this match, though. Yeah, this was pretty pretty dope. So, okay, so I, I have a lot of things here. First of all, we I, we point out pretty often on this show how one-of-a-kind 
Vince McMahon is, whether yeah. whether good or bad, <laughs> in yeah. many ways. I got another example of how he's just one of a kind. No one moves quite as poorly as Vince. Holy shit, I gotta find it. He's immobile. <laughs> like, he just... No, I didn't even write it down. I think I said it out loud. Uh, Vince moves like a cross-eyed cow on ice. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. I, like, it's bonkers to me that like he works out so hard. Yeah. All the time. He he looks incredible. Even, especially yeah. in this match. He looks jacked as fuck. I don't think he can run a straight line for, <laughs> at any point in his life for more than three feet. <laughs> he runs like a, a cartoon pigeon or penguin walks where their feet flare up onto the sides of their body. Yeah, but I, I don't understand how. You know what's funny is I know a couple of those types in real life. Oh, no. Like, gigant- like I'm like, how the fuck did you get so big? And then you ask them to do anything remotely athletic. Right. And they can't. <laughs> What's uh, built for show, not to go? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There my, is an unprotected fucking chair shot here. My, my next note says, Vince will not protect himself. Vince <laughs> <laughs> Hogan will just not. swatting him directly between the eyes? Yep. He will not. Uh, you know who else gets swatted right between the eyes with a chair? Mm. Poor Hugo Sanovich. Oh, Dude. man. It, uh, wild. Usually the table suffers. This time it was Hugo. You know it's a crazy good match when the Spanish announcer gigs off of an yeah. unprotected Why did he do that? What? This happens. So, who is it? Vince goes to hit... No, Hogan goes to hit Vince? Ho- I think Hogan goes to hit Vince. Vince ducks. Hugo, son of a bitch, is standing behind him. <laughs> and just... Waffled. Whack. No hands. He goes down. Hugo. Hugo. You gotta take this one real good. Don't put your hands up. He goes Look down. straight at it, you yeah. son of a bitch. He he bleeds. They do not help him. <laughs> There's shots afterwards where you can just see Hugo's carcass in the background. <laughs> oh, I like to imagine he takes it and then gets back up and keeps doing commentary. <laughs> just pouring blood. <laughs> No. Just <laughs> calling into the mic. I just got my brain bashed in. <laughs> Why did he gig? <laughs> Who asked him to gig? Do you think it's he was mania, like, brother. Be, it's weird. Fair, it's, 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 hard way. I, I think it's... The, yeah, that's true. I think it's the only time <laughs> I've ever actually seen the Spanish announcers involved in the product outside, the outside of their table being destroyed. The yeah. table does get destroyed. The table does suffer. Yeah. Um, or unless it is the table. Vince does a leg drop off of a ladder through Hogan through the announcer's table. Vince's Dude, fucking spine. It's amazing. I, when I saw that, uh-huh. I about shit my pants. <laughs> what the... F- I've never seen any clip of that in my life. Which is also insane because there's been a thousand video packages for Vince McMahon. Uh, one of... The best camera shots in the fucking history of professional yeah, wrestling. Yeah, the one where he comes up. Yep. yep. Vince rising from hell with that fucking lead pipe covered in blood, wide-eyed, crazy smile. Kubrick would be proud. Yeah. Like, God damn, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, Piper shows up wearing a beautician smock initially. And then taking it off to reveal his shirt, his kilt. 
Fuck yeah, love Piper. That really upset me, dude. It's a bizarre run-in, because he, like, keeps kicking Vince in the ass. So you're like, okay, he's anti-Vince. Then he sizes up like he's gonna hit Hogan. Then he just hits Hogan. <laughs> the thing about Thank Roddy you for Piper, reminding me how much I hated this. It was The thing about weird. Roddy Piper, though, I is once he hit, like, a certain age... Mm. You never were able to tell what the fuck he was going to do next. I love this era. Like, but even, like, he comes back in, like, 93, 94. Yeah. And is just at more unhinged than that was. Because he, like, cuts a promo on, like, a Hershey bar and, like, <laughs> like is only around for a little bit and then just fucking disappears. I love Piper... I loved I, I, him and O'Hare together. Loved it. Yeah. See, I I didn't think this was a good run for him, but I also thought it was too short to yeah. get fleshed out at all. He had a really good promo with Jericho on one of these pay-per-views yeah. last time that I absolutely fucking loved. And you could tell that Jericho was, like, happy that he, like, that's mm-hmm. very fucking cool. Sure. Uh, Back to this shit. I mean, I can't. This is so I overbooked, but I love it. I can't deny the reaction, but I hated the Piper shit. It was. Um, I didn't hate it. it. It was just very odd to me. And yeah. even rewatching it this time, I was like, "This match is so overbooked," and I just don't think it needed that. Yeah. Though it was. It was cool. Yeah. But I, I don't. God damn, this match rules, though. This yeah. next match also rules. Uh, Cole's voice is dying, by the way. I made a note about it at this point. Badly. <laughs> so coming up after this, we've got Rock versus Austin, round three, WrestleMania version. Mm-hmm. I've said this before on this podcast, and now with a fresh re- rewatch in my mind, I am prepared to say, of their trilogy, this is my favorite one. I think I prefer this. I prefer this match over the... Very much beloved and rightfully so, Mania 17. Mm. And I definitely prefer it over 15, which, frankly, I don't remember being very good. I love this. But we can all agree this theme is terrible, right? No! Hollywood Rock's theme fucking rules. Trash. Oh, the is cooking? Is cooking. Trash. Yeah, dude. No, that rules. Trash. The long shot of a a helicopter flying over, presumably, Los Angeles. Have we not learned that when the Russian helicopters are involved, it it sucks ass? (laughs) Don't watch San Andreas. It's terrible. (laughs) Now, is that the one where he's in a skyscraper and he has to jump out of the skyscraper? That's that's the one reason a white-ish t-shirt. And he's only got one leg for some reason or something? Sure, yeah. Why not? Actually, that is in that movie, isn't it? Yeah. For no good fucking reason, right? I don't know. I watched, I watched Skyscraper once. I would have not remembered the one-legged part unless you had said something about it. Yeah. Why the fuck is The Rock playing an amputee? Because <laughs> amputees can be The Rock, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's 2022. Come on, I, grow up. What the fuck? <laughs> His limbs cannot be cut off. <laughs> they could be. He's huge. So this uh, match... This match, though. Amputees could be the rock too. <laughs> Some would say we're all the rock, Braden. <laughs> <laughs> we are you the really rock. You really we are the children. You merely adopted shit. the rock. I was born into it. 
murdered by it. Murdered. I didn't see Dwayne Johnson until I was nearly a man. By then, his white teeth were just blinding. <laughs> this is a bizarre tangent to go on. Uh, God damn it, though, this match. Big time. So fucking fantastic. Stone Cold looks gigantic. Yeah. And like a total badass did coming you out of that ring. Did you notice... Did I tell you about this? About how fucking old Steve's triceps don't work? So mm-hmm. he can never walk with his arms straight, dude. Yeah. Never. He's got really? that. Fu- he's got that fucking this walk yeah. going on. Uh-huh. His arms are always bent. Well, he's at this he's point, doing this shit. At this point, he might have the I one. Thought it was for a point. Yeah. Uh, he might have the one hanging, but then the other one, it's just. Are they too tight? So <laughs> he's, he's you know. torn his triceps so many times. Like this one's starting to go on me. I can tell because I yeah. walk around like this a lot. Did you guys know that but, Austin yeah. almost died the night before this? Like, this almost did not happen? Wait a minute. Yeah. No, I, I don't think I did. He was admitted to the hospital with, like, severe dehydration and a bunch of other Oh, shit. yeah, Spent yeah, Spent the yeah, night yeah. in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, pumping fluids into his body. Basically got out, went to the venue, and did this. Oof. Like, it's absolutely insane how close this came to not happening. That's I, crazy. I love... That this was Austin's swan song uh-huh. and nobody knew. Yeah. Yeah. And also, because we're a few months removed from it now, I'm glad that he got to come back and have one more. It was fucking awesome. I loved it. I haven't yeah. gone back and rewatched it. I'm glad he got to go mm-hmm. out in Texas and everything else. I still kind of fucking wish that this meant 19 had just been it. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, I just for once want somebody who had well no because he didn't even have a really big send off, just None. someone there who was, was like no send off someone who is it. done to be done done yeah. done. You don't go out having a match a year. All right. You're just like hey, I'm done now. Also, I with it being fresh in my mind, this was just the perfect way for him to go. Mm-hmm. The biggest show possible, great spot on the card. With your best possible opponent. Mm-hmm. And a very great, simple yeah. story. Like, I love how fucking bare bones this fucking story is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, god oh my damn, word. it's fucking great. Connor is crawling behind me. Oh my god. Uh, they do the finisher exchange in this match. Definitely. Which yes. Is it the one with the leather vests? Yes. Yeah. Got to. That's the best. Fucking, um... I have a he note. keeps that vest on for a damn long time. He does. I had forgotten how long he's wearing it. Um, <laughs> I did have a note in this of something that I think I've actually said in the ring, but uh, I, I don't remember where they're at in the match, but something that happened in the match made me remember saying this in the ring to somebody. Of just You've got all the time in the world. Because there's something... Very late in it, where they're just pouring on the finishers, where goddamn they just take so much time eating it up, letting the crowd get into it, and I just absolutely fucking love it. Yeah. Um, I got a quick question. What do you guys think of the finish of this match? I thought it was interesting. Okay. I think I went on a tirade. I'm, I'm not. To, you did. To Meg while we were watching it. I I love it. Okay. I think that it's one of the rare times where something that actually does in the context of wrestling make perfect sense 
works. Yeah. And, and but it works because it you keep thinking that's not what it's going to be. So like the finish, blah blah blah. We've done the finisher exchange and everything, right? Rock hits the rock bottom. One <coughs> two kick out. Sells it big. <coughs> waits for him to get up. Goes for it. Austin blocks, counters, goes for the stunner. Nope, other counter. Second rock bottom. Mm-hmm. One two kick out. Holy shit! I can't believe that just fucking happened. Gather my thoughts. Wait for him to get yeah. up. Hit, hook him. Third rock bottom finish. I like it because if it's real, right? I just hit you with my best thing. You kicked out. Yeah, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> oh shit! Nope. Oh nope. Nope. Got you. Yeah. One two. You kick out again. You know what? I'm just going to keep doing this until yeah. you don't kick out. I'm gonna just do this, and if you get hit, it's your own. Basically, ball. yeah. I I love it. I I think that Austin trying to fight off the second one and not being able to, and then just feeding up into the third, is the what yeah. makes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that tiny dip is what makes it work. Meg, yeah. what was it like there without having like commentary or different camera angles for all of this stuff? Does it's, it play out as well? It's all wild and fun. Like is it? It, 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 being at wrestling live on that big of a scale, even when you're in just the Allstate Arena, it's such a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Like you, video never fully catches the vibe and the feeling of it, and just I remember the entire time it just being so fun. Mm-hmm. And just so enjoyable, and loud. Because of course it's fifty four thousand yeah. people. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Like I... if you ever have a, if you ever have a chance to go see any wrestling AEW, WWE in a arena setting, like an Allstate or even bigger, do it because it's such a phenomenally fun experience. Mm-hmm. It just sets it apart. Yeah. Was really? there like? Anything that, like, the crowd felt on the finish specifically, like, oh, this is different. Because they kind of take they, they kind of take their time to have their in-ring conversation, which I absolutely fucking love. Mm-hmm. Right. Rock bounces out, and they take enough time to fade his music and then play Austin's, Jeez. and he does his full exit pose, mm-hmm. fingers, and everything. Was there anything in the crowd where people were kind of like, well, that's different or is it just like yes not, Austin I would say not that I can remember I remember it just being yeah Austin but also this is 19 years ago guys mm-hmm. like yeah. my memory has faded my clearest memories of the main event so the way JR is on commentary here mm-hmm. seems like he knows the jig yeah yeah that that Austin's gone after this it as i understand it like four people New, okay. And it was Austin Rock, Jr., and I think Vince. Mm. Like beforehand, he had just said, "Yo, this is it. I'm done." So I, hundred percent agree with uh, what you just said about Jr. Because it really does mm. kind of feel like he knows. The moment between Rock and Austin after the finish is one of my absolute favorite things in the history of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of time that he takes just sitting there and talking to him. And, like, I also, I love that it didn't come out for, like, almost a, two decades what was said. Yeah. I like didn't that, think it was even said what was said. No, Rock finally fucking fessed up about it. 
just thank you, love you. There was, I mean, there was a couple of different things. Thank you, love you. He thanked. He it's, at some point he says, "Thank you for everything that you've done for me and my family." Do you really want to leave all of this behind? That's right. And Austin's laying on his back. He's like, "Yeah, I, I gotta." Because yeah. he even pushes what Hebner away. Yeah. To get out of the, twice. Yeah. Yeah. I hate Earl Hebner. I yeah. also have a note about him. Jesus. I also have a note about him in this match. He, he fucking sucks is what I have. <laughs> I also, I have a note because I love when cameramen fall. And one of the cameramen fell down. It's yeah. one of the funniest fucking things. Because for some reason production holds on their camera for so long yeah. while they are falling. I just want to Take three? No, no, take two. Take two. Bill's losing his footing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's Wait, so Wait, what good. is that I see on hard cam? Okay, it looks like one of our guys is about to step backwards over this wire. All right, cut to two. Cut to two. All right, take two. Oh, yeah, he really ate it hard that time. That's funny. Okay, wait. No, hold. No, we have to see his chin. Okay. All there right. was one, Take though, four. where some cameraman ate shit, but kept his cam... Like, mm-hmm. he managed yeah. to keep... Yeah. Everything fine. This hey, one, not so much. I double stack the padding around the hard right side of the ring. When I tell you to cut three, don't leave. <laughs> it's just the idea of setting the yeah, guy up setting to him fucking up. fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, fucking. Yeah, I love it. My favorite of the trilogy. Now, yeah. it's main event time. Curdle Angel. Oh my god. Against Brockle Lesnar. That, that's not even how that goes. Yeah. It's Brockle Snar. Brockle Snar. And Curtangle. 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 I. Okay. One. My first note here Michael Cole's voice. Yep. It's, it's gone. This is, this this is where is, I noticed it was shot. I wrote poor Michael Cole twice. <laughs> yeah. This is Lesnar's first mania. Mm-hmm. Wild to think. Uh, fun trivia, this is the only main event in WrestleMania history where it is only shoot names. Oh, shit. Whoa, okay. You're telling me Hulk Hogan isn't his real name? <laughs> Brother. Well, well, hold, well hold, 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 hold on, dude. Hold on, dude. Hold on, dude. Now, you're telling some, me my, my mother, Mama Hulk, didn't... <laughs> oh, my... That's not even how that would work. <laughs> didn't Hulk. didn't remove me and look down and say I'm going to name him Hulk. Didn't Hulk. remove me. Oh, well, hold on, dude. Hold no, because sometimes, Hulk. sometimes, dude, Hulk. people when they get famous, brother. All right. Famous is when you have a lot of Hulkamaniacs screaming out at you, brother. All right. Sometimes when you get real famous, dude. Dude. Okay. People will pick. <laughs> A fake name while they're on the stage. It's oh. called a stage name, brother. Oh. Oh. So, you doing that voice with your hat tilted back and your midriff showing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I you, you kind of go wide behind the eyes whenever you do. Yeah, that. You, you really do. You really do. Oh. You, you gotta feel the. Oh, oh my god. Oh. The spirit just overtakes me. Uh, okay, so one fun thing that I would like to discuss about this match, because this almost didn't happen because of Kurt Angle's horrid health at this time period. Big time. We have covered the show where he broke his neck. Yes. Between that and this, he had done precisely nothing in ring. Still, 
does this match with busted fucking neck, then is gone until which he. I watched. I listened to the Broken Skull sessions with Kurt Angle. He goes on. He tells the story about this, and he's like, "I got the like injections that like make the pain go away." And I texted Vince, and I was like, or maybe called him or something. Mm -hmm. I called Vince, and I was like, "Do you want me to wrestle Kurt before I get the surgery?" Or you mean wrestle Brock yeah. before they get the surgery? And he was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> so, so here's the wild thing: the backup plan that we were, as you just uh, amplified, dangerously close to getting. This would have been Lesnar versus Benoit. The backup plan was, "Oh fuck, Kurt's going to die. Uh, we're going to do something on SmackDown. Benoit is going to beat Angle for the belt." Team Angle is going to betray Kurt Angle and become Team Benoit. Mm. And we will go to WrestleMania and we will do Lesnar versus Benoit for the WWE title in the main event. And this was within like three weeks of the show that they were like, oh no, Kurt's going to live for a little bit. What so an, we, we can just do that. What an unbelievable... But I want Team Benoit so badly. What a fucking world it would have been. Those three as a trio, holy shit. Do they keep the cool tracksuits? I would hope. I mean, maybe they would. Oh, they'd Les, get a they'd Les, get a youth large top <laughs> one for Benoit. Yeah. Uh, Lesnar and Benoit at Mania would be something that would be mm-hmm. pretty damn awesome to watch. Actually, no, for sure, it, it was dangerously close to happening. Um, there was a terrifying ring out from Kurt Angle in this match. Always, Every where, where time. he takes basically a four fifty to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. And hold yep. onto the rope. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Every time. But the speed at which Lesnar throws him out. Yeah. Is oh yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. That's yeah. I love this. I thought this was fucking great. I, I loved how There's this a was, German into the buckles. Yep. That I I liked how. Okay, to me, we talked about like Sean and Jericho earlier, and I said this is perfect classic pro wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. This to me was like the even precursor to that. Where the guys all had amateur backgrounds. Okay. So it was just... I, I loved how much of this was amateur wrestling based. Yeah. So here's a question, though, in regards to this match. Because we're sitting here and we're like, this match is phenomenal. It is. Does it stand out without the finish that happens? I, I think yes. But, unfortunately, that's the only thing it's ever going to be remembered for. Yeah. And that so, sucks. Yeah, but if that's removed, is it the caliber of match, or is it just a very good mania? Match? I think it's just well. A very I don't good think the shooter match. thing makes it a better match. No, I'm not saying it makes it a better more match. Memorable. It makes it more memorable. I okay. When you when you think most of the time when you if you go out to ask somebody like WrestleMania 19, they'll go yeah the one where Brock breaks his neck. Correct. Yeah. Now they here's will, they now will here's, say here's my question. What if he had hit it? That would have been then one of the we, most oh, but then do we, re- but do we remember it as as well as we remember it now? Like you, I don't think I, I don't think I do. don't think we remember the success of it more no. than we remember the disaster. I think the success is, comes close though. So, also, I referenced earlier when I was watching this, it was at Buffalo Wild Wings, right? So yes. keep in mind, guys, it's two thousand three. The internet exists, but it's not quite a, as much of a thing, right? I had seen footage of Brock Lesnar doing the Shooting Star Press. Yeah. A good number of my friends had not and mm. didn't have the internet, so I couldn't just be like, 
Yeah. You know, phones didn't have the internet back then. Yeah. So I couldn't just be like, no, pull it up. It's so easy for me to validate that this thing is real. They were just like, you're stupid. So, I'm at B-dubs. I'm surrounded by these guys. Brock hits the F5 and looks over to the corner. And as soon as he does that, I, like, lean forward in my seat. I was like, oh, my God. He starts to go up top. I'm like, guys, he's going to do the shooter. I told you all I'd seen and you all didn't believe me. Ah, why didn't you believe me? And then he... Absolutely comes down on his fucking face neck. One of my asshole friends tried to tell me that didn't count because he fucked it up. And I was like, you motherfucker. (laughs) I'm going to stab you in this B-dubs right fucking now. Kurt said something like a very side comment thing in the uh, Broken Skull sessions that blew my mind. Mm. Stone Cold says, well, you're a little far out. And Kurt was like, well, he was going halfway earlier in the day. And I was like, yeah. He was doing this earlier in the day. Yeah. <laughs> have you and seen And I, I have, have seen the seen footage for... of it. Yeah. It it's, is. It's perfect. Unbelievable. Every time. Yeah. Besides It that. almost doesn't yeah, look like, the... it doesn't look like it hurts. Yeah. It really doesn't. Which, by the way, I'm not man enough to lie down and let someone that big do that to me. Mm-mm. Uh, I was, I don't know how we got on the subject, but I was talking to... Eric Cannon about Brock. Because Cannon came up and trained a couple times with him, yeah. With Brock. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so Cannon said the, like, one time that he came around when Cannon was still at training, Brock would, like, come by their gym every now and again or whatever. And the only person that their trainer trusted, I don't know who trained him, like... Cannon? Yeah. I think I know, but I don't don't know if I want to... Yeah, anyway. It doesn't matter, but what happens is, basically... Can's the only one that they trust to get in the ring with Brock. Okay. So they go in, they're just chaining around or whatever, and Brock asks, like, pushes Cannon to the corner, is like, you cool the belly to belly? And Cannon goes, yup. And <laughs> as soon as he says yes, Cannon's like, I was upside fucking down in the middle, like, in the air. Yeah. Like, just launched him fucking pillar to post across this ring. That surprised me. With, with no... Yeah. No assist, no 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 say so. Just absolutely fucking shocked him. Like Ugh. Brock is like the ultimate combat specimen. Yeah. Period. Like in any time period, if he had been like in the like hand to hand, like not the military because that's not what the military really is. You know, guns. And, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But you know what I mean, like hand-to-hand combat at any point in human history, he would absolutely fucking ruled everyone. Yeah. yeah. He was built to succeed at things. Dude. That, that, that thing about the UFC having to have his gloves custom-made yeah. because of how big his hands are. How does that happen? I don't know. Especially because, like... Like, do you think... Okay, if you say big hands in wrestling, you kind of go to Andre, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Andre was a foot taller, <laughs> yeah. had acromegaly, and was... 200 pounds heavier than Brock. Yeah, yeah. They build them different in Minnesota. Yeah. That's for true. But no. Brock's like only 6'3", so I don't... Only 6'3", is like, my height, your height, and yeah, you're... But you I bet you, you don't need dudes. custom-made gloves. How does his hands Fuck get... no, medium? I need like a fucking hard medium on these little mitts. <laughs> yes. But how do you, his hands get so unproportionately big? I don't know. Have Crazy. you seen his head? He's a typewriter. Like, All of him sake, is unproportionately so big. big. Brock right. Lesnar headbutts Jordan Devlin. What gives? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> My will. Time. 
So we were talking about, do you remember anything here? From being in the crowd when he hit the ring on that shooter, I th- if you had told me it had been five minutes until he moved, I would have believed you. Really? It felt like everything stopped because everybody's like, he's dead. There's no way on God's green earth he's alive. But it's also wild, too, because that's the vibe in the building, which I completely understand. But Angle tries to pin Lesnar. Yeah, like, go home. That's what we thought it was. Like, I know, hurt, but go it's, home. To me, it's a wild... <coughs> granted, who's to say how you react there, right? But to me, it's like, okay, I'm Kurt Angle. I know I'm losing this. My neck is gone. Yeah. I have to lose so that I can leave. Oh, no. Brock has just absolutely <laughs> ruined his happiness. Yeah. Brock can't win because now he has to leave. Because <laughs> now Brock, he's dead. do you have to leave? Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. was amazed at how quickly he got back up. Yeah. Especially after your story of, and then I picked up Ja, and that was stupid. Lesnar's just, I'm at five, you'll be fine. I, I ain't never been knocked out that bad in my life. Like, not even a fifth of bad. And I almost gave you credit for having a really good sell on that. Turns out you were just actually fucking dead. <laughs> I think that's the only time in my life I've been knocked out and lost time. Like, really? literally had to watch watch the footage back to be like, I, I, was, I was in at this point, stuff happens, this is the next thing that I recall. Like, watching that footage through f- completely fresh eyes, being like, I got nothing. Also, I never want a phone call that starts again with, I'm fine, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they show an angle of the shooter that I've never seen before. Yeah. You always see the same angle. Yeah. You, uh, see, the, you see the angle yeah, Kurt, from usually. over angle. You don't yeah. see it yeah. where he, it's almost, you're, you're facing Kurt and Lesnar's yeah. coming down. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Just... If he did not have that size neck, it is uh-huh. irreparable at that point. Yeah. I got a question as we now start to, like, wrap this up. Is this one of the best manias ever? Uh, good. It's I will, very good. I will answer first. Yeah, it's one of the best. Yeah. I'm always yeah. gonna. I'm always going to have a skewed perception of it. Sure. It's, but. It's, it's very good, top to bottom. No match on this card. You're like, Ugh. like it's funny because like some of the ones that we've rewatched on this show, thirty is the one that I think I stands out more for me on the rewatch for this podcast because I don't remember really liking it. And then we went back and did it. I was like, no, that was actually really fucking good. Yeah, I think seventeen, nineteen, twenty-one, thirty, and then there's some of the older ones that I honestly just haven't gone back and rewatched in a long time. I actually remember Mania three being kind of fucking dope and I want to do on the show. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I think it's definitely up there. Top f- five, maybe top three manias that I've seen? Mm-hmm. Would, would recommend because the front half is so quick. Yeah. You it's are, easy to get involved. It's easy to enjoy and then the back end is so story heavy. What's the worst match on this card? The, the, the least good. Don't say worse. Okay, yeah. The least good. There. I'd say the least good is probably the triple threat. With the women? No, I was say the tag. Oh, yeah. 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 And even that's still, yeah, really fucking good. Yeah. How could it not be with Eddie, Benoit, Haas, Haas and Benoit, and they're feeding, feeding, footing? 
Chavo Chavo shows up. I was really hoping you wouldn't even say his name. <laughs> you know <laughs> there are there are seven people. Or I'm, I'm sorry, five people in this triple yeah. threat tag It was Eddie Guerrero fighting on behalf of all Guerreros alone. Righteous. Uh, anything we need to say to wrap up? Uh, I don't believe so. Where are we at here, time-wise? This is a good one. Two and a half. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I knew it had a potential to be a real long one. If you're listening to this still, bless go, you. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. It's still not as long as the episode that came out today. Really? That's oh, yeah, long we did not yeah. watch long. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, okay, so one thing that I will plug. On a future episode... We will be doing Super Brawl 93. Ugh. And I do have a story on why this is happening. I hate everything. You. The first bit. We'll come it. back to that. Anyway. Uh, let's see. Follow so, them on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Twitter. Wowed Podcast. Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Does Chain underscore QD. Twitter. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> at Hopper2017. Uh, follow all the promotions that book us. Uh, say fuck you to the ones that don't. That's goddamn right. Uh, and on that, let's get drunk. And get high. Working on it, brother. Get? Dude, I'm already there. Let's stay high. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.